0: All right, we're live. I'm here with my good buddy, Rami Hallaby. How's it going? Yo, yo, yo. He is the CEO of the hottest streetwear brand in Philadelphia, and possibly America. Only <laughs> Positives Co. OPC. How fucking positive are you right now?
1: Um, I'm pr- pr- pretty positive, you know. More positive <laughs> than most times. So feeling good.
0: All right, so I told you to come with two truths and a lie. I'm oh, gonna sure. get it right okay let me hear it
1: all right so uh let's see here uh i have a let's see i have a brother's 15 um my my great or like third aunt is the or former queen of jordan and uh let's see and i was born in miami florida
0: You're born in Miami, Florida. You're like third aunt. You said your aunt yeah. was in the former Queen of Jordan. Former Queen of Jordan. You have a brother that's 15. Hmm. So you're the third person I've done this with. The other two I fucking nailed, and it was sick. But now I don't know. I'm not as sure at these. Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Queen of Jordan is wrong. It's false.
1: Queen of Jordan is true. Shit. No. I feel like with those things, it's like so random that it's gotta be like I was you g- couldn't just make that one up, well. You
0: made up the Miami one then?
1: No. I was born in Miami. My brother's 10. Oh, damn. That's yeah. <laughs> that's a good one.
0: I thought it was gonna be like she was the queen of it was like something oh, else, okay. like another that's country. Possible, yeah. That's why I thought you were gonna do something like that. It'll really yeah. screw me up. Alright, so damn. That sucks. I was hoping I would just go undefeated on all of those. Alright. Glad I could break the streak. No, I'm kinda mad about it. But I guess you have to be you have to be positive. So I guess you have to be happy about it. All right. So I know what OPC is, but for those who don't, explain like your reasoning behind it. Like what made you want to start it. Like what's the idea behind the brand?
1: So so only positives co or OPC. Uh, it's a photography based lifestyle brand, and our whole thing is kind of we're working to combat negative urban stereotypes and spread positivity. Um, and it started like, I guess like two, three or unofficially in like December of 2015. And, uh, we were, it was, I was basically like, I played basketball at Gettysburg and, uh, it was winter break and like. For basketball players, like you have to stay on campus during winter break. You get like ten days or something. It sucks to go home. And there's
0: a lot going on in in, in, uh, Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. There's absolutely
1: (laughs) nothing to do in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania. And so, like, we would just literally sit there and just like watch Netflix. And so, I basically had watched all of the shows, and I was just bored out of my mind. Like, there's nothing on Netflix I wanted to watch. So, um, my my homie Will, who I grew up with, he was like, he was more into photography than me at the time. And, uh, he, he, so he had a bunch of landscape photography that he would always like just post on Instagram or something. I was like, yo, like, why don't you just send me some shirts or send me some photos? And, uh, I'll like try to see if I can get some shirts made and like, we'll just see what we can do with it. And so it started just like, not really a brand, just like a selling like shirts with photos on it um
0: to buy your beer for uh the weekend yeah exactly (laughs)
1: like and then but then like me like i had to have like i was like oh well let's have like some type of positive thing on it to like separate it from any other any other like brand because it's so easy to make a like a clothing brand right now like you can just put anything on a t-shirt and sell it with things like drop shipping and stuff and so uh to try to differentiate i was like oh well let's create like a positive mission behind it um And then that's where I kind of looked at it as, like, the aspect of, well, I liked... I really liked... I've always been fascinated with, like, landscape photography. And so it was, like, highlighting... Like, yeah, we had the pictures of, like, the Philadelphia skyline and, like, New York skyline and stuff. But, like, we really liked kind of, like, the more almost grimy photos of, like, places kind of more in the cut in these cities. And so it was, like, highlighting those places. And so then we developed the idea of only positives because in film photography, like you only see the positive images, like the negatives you actually don't see. Ooh. And so it's highlighting the, the the positives, only positives.
0: Ooh, I didn't even know that. That was even deeper than I realized. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So
1: it's like a little, you know, it's my Hove game, like a little double <laughs> entendre there. Um, yeah, so, but that's basically how it got started. And then we developed like a whole, like kind of more brand identity behind it from there.
0: So is that implying that other brands are negative?
1: Um, I mean, so that's like the, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a political answer here. Uh, like a lot of people think like, like, cause I'll say some dark shit sometimes and people will be like, well, Rami, like you run only positive, you're supposed, like, to, you're positive. supposed to just be positive. Like, and I'm one of the most cynical people <laughs> like you'll ever meet. Um, I'm not like, I consider it like, I'm generally like a pretty happy go lucky person, but like, I'm not always bubbly and ready, but that was kind of what we wanted it to be. Like, is like almost a, a reminder to be positive, like it's when I'm not feeling great, like it almost serves as a reminder for myself to like be more positive, um, as well as kind of the more other side of the brand we've been working on. But, but I mean, I do think to answer your question, I do think that, uh, there is a lot of brands that are built a lot off negativity, um, like just like a lot of like, I don't know, a lot of brands have some really like dark shit going and like, <laughs> and I, I don't know. I think that that, that wave just like, and there, I mean, there was like a, a whole like emo rap wave, like I think in fashion and might music still be goes, going though. It still is going. Yeah. But I think that like, just like, I think music is kind of evolving uh, in a more positive direction. I think fashion's going that same way.
0: So you're ahead of the curve.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'd like to think so.
0: Nice. Um so then what is like what do you use to draw inspiration for like the different things you put out? Like are are you do you sit down and try to think of stuff? Do things just come to you? Like what's your creative what's well you and Will, I guess, because you guys are a team. What's your you know creative process? What do you guys use to draw
1: inspiration from? Um I mean I'm gonna speak for Will here as well. I think a lot of the times we just really like pull random shit from just like things we see and things we come across and um like, like even just visually, uh, bigger ideas as well as just visually, like I'll see something, I'll be like, oh, that looks cool to me. Like I'd like to do something with that or just like a concept. Like I came, like the next thing we're working on is the positive liberty thing and i just randomly came across that definition somehow. i don't even remember and i was like oh like there's like a whole philosophical background to this topic and i was like ah oh, like i liked it and so i kind of wanted to dive further into that so then like we're working on this whole release behind that uh, and then but like the the RPST which you're saying. which right i'm maybe, rocking yeah, right yeah, now really pan- rocking I, right I told
0: now. I'm pandering to my guests i'm wearing my opc shirt right now so yeah,
1: yeah it's i'm not complaining but <laughs> uh it was like the it started as will was really like yo, I really want to do something with the concept of rock, paper, scissors.
0: And so... Was there a reason for that? Or you just like, was, yo-
1: he was just like, he said that he was at work and like, <laughs> he was like playing rock, paper, scissors over something. And he was like, yeah, I really want to do something with rock, paper, scissors. So then like we developed with that T like the RPS tea was kind of like the, like a positive side to it is like, what's the simplest way that you resolve conflict is rock paper scissors and so like so like we put the t the peace signs on the side and had like a gun on the back but it's shooting at a rose like (laughs) um just like solving things peacefully damn see i
0: didn't actually know that i act like i'm like a huge opc fan and you're actually
1: (laughs) teaching me shit i thought i would know i think part of that's our fault because i don't think we don't necessarily do the best job of describing that sometimes i think that that's one thing that we could definitely improve upon
0: what do you think the reason for that is you think like It's just hard with two, I feel like it just gets hard with two people, you know, trying to do everything like things like that kind of slip through the cracks. Like,
1: yeah, yeah. I mean, we have a couple more people like there's probably about, I'm going to say five people who help out with OPC, but the creative side and just like content and stuff is mostly just Will and I. And so there's only so much stuff you can do. And I think that one thing we've been working on is trying to tell more stories within the brand.
0: Right. And how do you plan on doing that?
1: Um, I mean, I think like a lot of experiential marketing, like through events and stuff helped to tell that story a little bit more. And then, uh, just like more visual content. Like we just added a video person to the team. We're happy to be able to unveil more videos and stuff. And, um, even just like, I, I used to really enjoy writing. Like it was something like I was even, I was like two credits away from a writing minor at Gettysburg. Um, I know that was a minor. Yeah, it was a writing minor. They So they, they so had... Not English, not English, like they specifically They had an English writing. major, but a writing minor. Hmm. And so I was like, I had the OMS major and then the business minor, but I was trying to also do writing. And they told me, my guidance counselor, or whatever, screwed me. Before I went abroad, he was like, yeah, like you just get back. Like we mapped out all my courses. He's like, you just get back. You should be able to... Be good to go and doing both these minors and I got back he's like oh yeah there's no way you can do both of these. So <laughs> I was like well what happened before I left like we were good
0: <laughs> I was like hey you said guidance counselor but it's advisor uh, or like, whatever yeah <laughs> like, whatever, whatever. Like, age, right, keep uh, going.
1: Yeah. I, as soon as I said I was like ah oh, that's not right but <laughs> um, yeah nah but uh, what was I, I went on a tangent I don't remember I actually forget to <laughs> yeah, Um, brand uh, telling stories, uh, how do we plan on telling content? Yes. Um, yeah. So I, I'd like to do more like, like written pieces and like we have a whole journal section of our website that doesn't get a lot of use. And so, um, one thing we've been working on is just like with it being a photography based brand, like high, like I know tons of photographers who do dope work. And so just like doing quick write-ups on them and like highlighting some of their work through our page and like that helps to build to like the ethos of our brand as well as theirs. And then also just like another thing, like we're working on like the whole kind of brand identity is combating negative urban stereotypes. And then we felt that a lot of like mainstream media outlets and things like that don't, do or they do a bad job of highlighting actual good things that are happening in cities like you only hear about like murders and robberies and especially in philadelphia like if you're not in philadelphia philadelphia is basically known for being a poor violent place like it's becoming less that way now but for a long time it was just known as this poor violent city and so but there's a lot of positivity a lot of innovation a lot of love a lot of love (laughs) that happens in that city as well as cities across the world so like that's one thing like we wanted to kind of highlight those more positive aspects. Um, so like doing write ups and developing like I-, I don't like the name positive spotlights of which so this is partly why we've even done it. I want to think of a cooler name, but yeah. um but it's doing things that, like highlight people in these different creative areas who are doing positive things for their community.
0: Gotcha. And then I forget what you said that reminded me of this, but um so you're talking about oh you're talking about like photography like you work with different photographers and kind of telling their story or whatever so you do photography as well right and then I kind do. of and then kind of going off of the creative process thing we we're just talking about is the lookbook so before we recorded we were looking at like the lookbooks you put together um, you did had one for when you went to south by southwest which I guess we'll talk about later yeah. and then you have one that's upcoming so like what how do you decide you know your like what you want the lookbooks to look like so like for example the like the rps tea, the rock paper scissors T that i have on like if i remember correctly the lookbook was it was like all in a laundromat kind of yeah. right so like what because to someone who doesn't really like you know like i just look at it it's like oh what does rock paper scissors have to do with uh laundromat like is it just you like the aesthetic of something or you know like how do you like how do you come to like oh like it'll be cool to do on a laundromat sometimes i feel like people just like it's just what's available to them you know what I mean? Like my one friend mm-hmm. who I was talking about that I interviewed at that is like a hip hop artist. I made fun of him because he, uh, only did his music videos at NJ transit. And okay. I'm like, dude, like why are you obsessed with NJ transit? Like it's, no, that's dope it though. sucks. And he was like, I don't know. It's like the NJ transit was just right by his, right by his apartment. So that's where we just filmed our music videos. I don't want to, you know? I
1: don't want to release a video without a bus. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a so, rite of passage. Yeah. So,
0: so like when you, so like what goes into like creating the aesthetic for like any kind of lookbook?
1: Uh, I honestly like want to say it's a long thought out process, but it's really not. It's really not like it's really like the the RPSC and the laundromat um, because sometimes my like brand side of me can battle with just my like creative photographer side of me. And so sometimes those two don't necessarily line up as much as they should. And I really like Will and I both just thought like, yo, it would be really dope to do a photo shoot in a laundromat. Like, I hadn't really seen it. I mean, someone's probably done it. But, like, I hadn't really seen it much. And then, like, we kind of wanted to, like, have it like the brand be, like, a real grassroots... Like, I don't want it to be in any, like, high-end... Like, yeah, like you're in, like, a studio yeah, or something. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Like, like, we've done some studio stuff. But, like, I don't want it to, like like beyond like, like photos taken on a runway or something like it's like it's a, like it's a real streetwear brand like it's meant to be worn on the street right and so like in your everyday thing and just like what's an everyday place is a laundromat um and so it was just so we wanted to we really just wanted to do a shoot in a laundromat and i was really happy honestly like <laughs> this goes back to us being like Less positive than we should be all the time. That photo shoot was really dark. It was like, like it was a really dark. Like, we looked at that photo shoot, we're like, yo, this is dope, but it did not turn out like, it's, like it look as positive as looking as it should be. But, but I really liked it.
0: So we, like, yeah. But that's kind of what I was saying. You know, it's just like sometimes people it's like sometimes like you were explaining some of the other things you do and how all of these deeper meanings but sometimes it's just hey like it's just my artistic vision i just like the aesthetic of something you just go for it, you know? yeah like exactly. some, some mm-hmm. things have a deeper meaning and they're very thought out some things it's just you know it's how i want it to look and it just you know just ride with it yeah just, just it follow whatever you think you know definitely um so it's pretty much it's a small team i forget how many you say are helping but essentially yeah. you and will are you know, yeah, driving so, the whole thing.
1: Yeah, so we have, like... So, Will and I do pretty much, I mean, most of the stuff. Uh, we have another kid who helps out, Gunner. He's super dope. He does a lot of the video work. Um And we're actually bringing him on as like, a part of the team. Uh, I went to high school with him. And he, like, hit me up and just wanted to help out. Um, and he's been a good fit. And then, like, honestly, like... Uh, the biggest thing, which I have a lot of friends who run kind of smaller businesses of different sizes, and like the biggest thing is just finding a team that works. It's it's hard. <laughs> I mean, I know you've said you've had some issues. Yeah, with I, this I as was well.
0: bitching about that before we got exactly. on. Exactly. I'm the lone wolf doing everything alone. I don't know how to do anything, and it
1: sucks. You need- <laughs> well, that's the branding. You got to rock with it. I know. Right? I kind <laughs> I
0: kind of like box myself in. Like <laughs> yeah. I got to do everything by myself. It's all gonna turn out like shit. <laughs> um, so
1: yeah. So so like we have another kid that I actually met abroad and um he he helps out with a lot of like the accounting stuff that i just hate doing <laughs>
0: yeah dude that's what i need i need exactly. like i need like a cfo yeah like who he, i don't have to pay <laughs> exa- exactly
1: like he does like like he gets just i, I mean i still do a lot of it because like since he he actually lives in california um and so he basically just like will call me every two weeks and be like yo what the fuck like you did not update quickbooks <laughs> like yeah. like uh, that's and that's what i need just like someone to be like yeah should oh, be on yeah, top like, you yeah. yeah um and then another one of my uh like high school friends he he's actually down in atlanta right now um but he's been helping out a lot and just like a like he, more of like a business brand strategy guy um and we have like some long term plans in the works he's actually down doing uh working with this company called alta gracia down in atlanta which is a uh it's basically like they were a direct to consumer brand or excuse me they were a wholesale brand but they're working on like building out a a branding for a direct to consumer brand so he's helping out with that down there gotcha
0: um so then you got people helping you but like the creativity stuff is just you and will do you feel like it do you ever? Do you guys ever butt heads or have different, all the time, differing all, opinions? All time. So how do you how do you resolve it's, that?
1: So like it's funny because Will and I, I mean, we've been friends since we were twelve years old, and so and we've always like people are always like, I don't know how you guys get along, like because we generally have the opposite view of everything. But sometimes that's good though. You can't. It you is can't, exactly. Have everyone you don't want a bunch agreeing, of yes Agreeing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But like, so we just when we can come together and agree on things, it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. Like we're like, this is the one when we can agree on things. But usually, I mean, I'm really stubborn. And so I I think also just like having business relationships, it's, it's, it's like a relationship. And so he's really good at not being upset when I get too controlling, but then also like kind of checking me when I get too controlling. Right. Because I want everything. Like I'll be like, "This loses my vision. I want this done this way." And he's like, "Well, Rami, like, maybe we should tweak this this way, or maybe we should do that that way." And then like sometimes I'm stuck in it. I'm like, "No, this got to be done this way." But usually like he makes improvements, and so it's worked well.
0: And so, yeah, I'm kind of like that too, where I'm super stubborn. Whatever I think, I think like I got to do that. But that's mm-hmm. what you need. You need someone who will be honest with you and not get offended when you're being a stubborn asshole. Like exactly, like, and all, like yeah.
1: people, people also, also oftentimes are like, "Oh, don't go to business with your friends." Like, but you can not just got to be the right friend. Exactly. Yeah, and I, I think the one thing about being in business with a friend is like he can tell me. Rami, shut the fuck up! <laughs> like yeah. that's a dumbass idea. Like, right. and I, I won't, I won't feel any type of way because, like, like it's we're friends. Like, it's just you kind of earn that right. If it's like a exactly, random person, yeah, take like it some more, random businessman yeah. telling me to like just sh- shut the hell up. Like, yeah. I'm gonna get upset, but like I, I, he might be right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I won't tell him that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like we, we can cut that part later.
0: <laughs> um, that's funny. Yeah, that's what I always say. Like you definitely have to find the right friend because you can't have two people that are stubborn. That would be like a problem. Like if you had two of you yeah, working together, then you guys would be, just be fighting the whole time. Exactly. It would be a war. Yeah. So, um, right. I, I told him I, I would be reading off my phone, all my stuff. So I don't get sidetracked. So I'm trying to make sure I stand. Okay. So I'm the King
1: of sidetrack too. I'll have you talk about random. Shows. But that's
0: good. I'd, I'd prefer that than me trying to look through my phone, trying to out oh, What do I ask? <laughs> what do I ask next? Um, uh was so was there ever a time like what was like the most difficult thing that you've had to deal with since you started doing uh OPC what was like the biggest challenge, and then how did you overcome it?
1: the biggest challenge um, or the I mean, most
0: frustrating moment well, to either or i'm
1: gonna give i'll answer both I'll answer, okay. okay perfect <laughs> i'll answer both uh I, I think the the most frustrating moment was easily uh so i've always like even like through high school through college like i've been a procrastinator it's been something that i've always battled um and i was able to like scrape through high school like college it kind of caught back up to me but uh, procrastinating's always been a bitch and so we like so when the brand like i skipped some steps when the brand fully first started like we were selling shirts and stuff, but then we won a grant through the entrepreneurial contest. Oh, yeah, I should
0: have thought to bring that up. Then, sorry, yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> I was gonna like
1: moving back a little bit. Like, we won this grant through the entrepreneurial fellowship contest at Gettysburg. Was not that the first one? Second, third. It was the third. Oh, really? Uh, I thought it was the first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and we won this grant, and then that helped us get like LLC and like different trademarks and stuff all set up, and it let us. Uh, we had some money to like get some, cause we were doing like, uh, doing drop shipping, um, which is getting stuff printed or basically on demand as like orders come in and then
0: well, worse margins though.
1: Yeah. So like, yeah, it's much worse. Way it's more much expensive. more expensive to get that done, but we were able to get like inventory through that. Um, and then able to have like a first event and,
0: that grant is probably one of like the better things that like at Gettysburg once they started doing it's, that.
1: Honestly, I don't have a lot of great things to say about Gettysburg. Really? Oh. Right, but I that program was awesome.
0: Yeah, that's kind of how I feel too. There are a lot of things. Like I could probably bitch about a million different things, but that's yeah. one of like the few things I could point to and say. Even if it's not being executed perfectly, like exactly, all schools yeah. should be doing uh-huh. stuff like that.
1: No, every school should have something like that. Yeah. And honestly, like one of my biggest drawbacks, well, like even like considering going to Gettysburg was that, like, I've always been interested in entrepreneurship and starting business, and they didn't really have a program related to that. But now, like, Murphy I don't know if you remember Murphy, the professor, yeah. he's taken it to a whole new level, and they have like classes and stuff and different clubs. And, like, um, so it's a really cool thing they're doing down there. But, anyways, so tie it back <laughs> Side-tracked. in. Sidetracked. Yeah. Uh, they so I, I won that grant, and then uh, we were able to like buy some inventory, plan an event, and so, there was, like, a mix-up. I waited, basically, until, uh, like, two weeks before this event. We had been planning this event for, like, three months. I waited until, like, two weeks before this event to actually order the inventory. To order the inventory? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was just, like... And you got ...procrastinating. It? So, so, I, like, I ordered it, and then... Uh, I had, but I didn't fully know what I was doing. And so I hadn't like vectorized the graphics properly or something. So I kept having to send the stuff to him. And then he kept being like, nah, this still isn't it. Like still isn't it. Still isn't. It. So, I, and then so I thought like he had given me an original date the first time I contacted him. But then he hadn't gotten the corrected graphic for another like four days. And so, but the day he'd given me was the day before the event. And so then I call him the day before the event. Like, we have everything set up at the space. Like, I'm just, hey, I'm just calling in to make sure that we're all good to go for tomorrow. And he's like, what? <laughs> and, like, my heart sank into my chest. Like, it was the worst feeling ever. Oh, my God. He, yeah, he called me and was like, w-? and uh, I just, like, froze up. He was, he And he said, he was like, oh, like, there's no way that I could have got this done in that timeline um he's like the original date I'd given you was before you had sent took five extra days to send me the right graphics like uh so I'm not gonna be able to get this done and I was like well is there any like more money I could pay you or something to get this done in time like and he's like no like I just can't do it and then so I had to go I remember this dude I was so embarrassed I had to go pick up the garments from him like half printed And then I called every printing shop in, like, the city of Philadelphia and basically begged each one to see if they could finish this printing job. And then, like, we found one, this dude. I remember the dude. I had to go pick up the stuff from this printing because some of the stuff was, like, half done. I had to go pick it up. And he was just, like, he was real cool, but, like, you could see the fire in his eyes. Like, he was pissed. (laughs) And I haven't, like, if he ever hears this, like, he probably won't, but... I'm sorry. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> I've always wanted to like go back there. Cause he did great work. You like, did great work. I wanted to go back there, but I just have never had enough courage to like go look him in the eye again. Like, <laughs> But, um, they, that, that was like, and so I was able to find a printing place and get it done like with 24 hour shipping. And they literally like, I picked the stuff up an hour before the event was supposed to start the next day.
0: That is actually nuts. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Like that's like
0: pretty lucky that that worked out. It is, yeah. Especially like some things say they'll ship in 24 hours and it doesn't ship in 24 hours. Well, it
1: was, so I mean, I I was at their shop like an hour. Like it was a local printer. So like I was there. (laughs) They're like, yo, is this ready? (laughs) Um, So yeah, that was lucky. That was like the biggest like uh uh-oh moment I've had. Um and and then uh, what was the other one? I said I'd answer. I said I'd answer both.
0: That was the frustrating one, and Moment, I said, "What's yeah. like? I guess the most di- like the biggest challenge and how you overcame it." I guess.
1: Um. I t- okay. I'd say like the the biggest challenge is just um,
0: could, could be an ongoing one too. It could be like a challenge you're still facing.
1: Yeah. So I, okay. I'd say this is a challenge I'm still facing. I, I think that like it's just. I don't know, the, the like fashion industry and like a lot of the creative industries are, are really clicky, they're really clicky industries. Like um, I mean, partly like I know especially in Philadelphia, like it's a really tight-knit community. and so just coming like, I, like one of my biggest, like I really kind of wish I had gone to school in Philly because I've always wanted to stay in Philly. I've always like like knew I wanted to be there. And so just I was like a couple years behind everyone in like networking. And so just talking to people and being involved in that like had been a real challenge just because I didn't know a lot of the events that were going on and I didn't know a lot of the people who were doing these really cool things. And so like I, a lot of times like I would just show up at these events, like I wouldn't know anybody and I would just like stand in the corner <laughs> like, I and <laughs> corner, <laughs> and then, and then suddenly, um, I mean, honestly, like. I had, and then I became known as the guy who was always at the events. Like it was like, yeah, that random so, guy, Joe, exactly, and, and you're like,
0: also tall as hell too. So yeah, it's like, there's a tall ass dude standing
1: there by himself. So I had people come up to me and be like, yo, like I've seen you around. Like, yo, you're everywhere. Like, and then I, I made friends that way. Like it was like, just by people. And I've been able to like meet cool people who are doing all these dope things. And like, like trying to get like immerse myself in that community. I'd say it had been a challenge and yeah. it's still continuing. <clears throat>
0: yeah people always say networking obviously like for a normal job or you know anything, anything that's one of the most important things but like that's kind of like i bitch about that too like oh i don't know any. like all of my friends all are doing finance kind of stuff mm-hmm. you know so if i try to do anything outside of that it's like well i don't know anyone in new york city and then use that as an excuse but like you said like you just like you can figure out what events are taking place and you don't have to know people like just go the goal is not to go with people you know it's to meet new people so if you have to go alone and not know people and be kind of awkward you kind of got to force yourself
1: so. yeah and then like the and then when i do go places with people i know i'll end up just sitting there like we'll just end up talking and that's I yeah i'm, talking, I,
0: I'm yeah. so bad at that If I'm i go really people i know too. i stand in the corner i talk to them i don't even look at other people <laughs>
1: exactly yeah it's maybe i'll say I'm hi so to like bad one that. person i kind of yeah. know and i'll just go back to my conversation yeah and so that really like coming home from school and being at school, like going to a school, not in Philadelphia. Like I had to go just kind of throw myself into these events and just go talk to people and like really kind of stick my head out there. And it's, I mean, I'm good at talking to people, but I'm going to say I'm not nearly as social as I used to be. <laughs> and so like, I think Gettysburg, that's, just, that's just getting older though. Yeah. That's that. <laughs> and I, I felt really like over socialized at Gettysburg Yeah, sure, just too. because like, you're just constantly around people, especially living in like a fraternity house and stuff. Um, and so I, I like sometimes I'll just be like, I don't want to go anywhere. So like forcing myself to go out.
0: Right. Yeah. I'm kind of doing that too. Like I hate going out now. It's like the worst. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I hate it's, it so much.
1: I mean, Jared and I, like my roommate, will uh, will oftentimes like it's Friday night and we'll just be like, well, like we could go to a bar and like do this at a bar. Or we could just stay here and do this. Stay like here, here in the do fridge. it, yeah, not like, spend money. Exactly. I'm yeah. not going to
0: talk to girls, anyways. I don't have to worry about That's that. that. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, yeah, it's like, let's be honest. Like We're just going to look at some girls from afar and yeah. be like, oh, she's good looking. Oh, th-
0: think about saying something, get nervous, cry a little exactly, bit, and go home. Yeah. <laughs> get pizza and go home. <laughs>
1: so so fighting that i'd say had been like or is an ongoing challenge
0: yeah that's actually something i need to do it's like and you know it's funny my mom actually bitches to me about that not like you
1: gotta go meet new people and like no
0: i was like yeah yeah, yeah, okay but like she is right you gotta no my mom says the same thing my mom's
1: like like (laughs) my mom always goes (laughs) which is pathetic my mom goes she goes you know rami like you're 23 years old but like when I was 23 years old, like I was out talking to people and going to events and stuff. Like you're like an old man. Like <laughs> <she's> like, <laughs> go like live a little bit, like go like, even like, I mean, we'll talk about it later, but like when I quit my job, like she was like, yeah, take some risk. Like you don't have any kids. Like, it's <laughs> um, and so, so just like, that's been a big, big challenge. Yeah. You just got to put yourself out there. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so you're talking a lot about how, it would have been, you know, probably beneficial if you had gone to school in Philly, you know, it might have been help. That might have helped from like a networking standpoint and that kind of stuff. Um, so with regards to OPC, do you feel like you um, like your focus is on Philly? So are you really trying to just focus on growing it within the Philadelphia community? And then out, like what's kind of like your growth strategy? Cause I feel like some people, you know, might not focus as locally, but you guys are, you know, you're very focused on like the urban Philadelphia type area. I know you have some like New York stuff too. Like even your early stuff, you had pictures of, you know, different places in New York. Right. But yeah.
1: So, so like, so Will is from like New York, from Staten Island. And uh, so then we kind of like, especially he was living in New York at that time. And so we, like, just by virtue of that, had like we're doing stuff from both places. And then we actually made a conscious effort to kind of cut out the New York as much and really try to build in Philadelphia because it was just, like, what we're really trying to do is build a community. Like, we want... Like, we feel like there's a community of people who feel the same way about how, like, their city isn't properly being represented. And, like, we kind of want like OPC, I, I always say like OPC to serve as the uniform for that person. Like, so like just in the same way you see somebody walking down the street wearing a, a Supreme hat, like you know what their interests are. Like I want that same thing for you see somebody like in an OPCT or something like that. To So so we really dialed it back and are trying to really focus on Philadelphia right now um, and building, keeping building that community. But the ultimate growth strategy is I believe that, that same kind of ethos exists in cities across the world. Like, I think that I think that a lot of people in any city feel that the wrong things are being focused on in their city. And so, so, like, while our real focus is to build that community in Philadelphia, like, once that's built here, I'd like to go and build on those things in cities across, I mean, the world.
0: Right. Yeah, the community thing should be the goal for everything because everyone wants to feel like they're a part of something. Exactly, you know? so.
1: yeah. It's one of, like, the there's like some philosophical thing or psychological thing about like the seven, like things that every person needs to live. Like and one of them is like to feel a part of something. A sense of belonging. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I and mean, I, I really agree with that. I mean, but, um, I think I, that's basically the growth strategy. yeah.
0: Gotcha. All right. So we're going to move on to Sunday vibes. You're, you do that every mm-hmm. Sunday, you got a new playlist. So, Disclaimer, like I now do the workout playlist, the Big Bad Wolf playlist. So I'm going to put it on record that I 1000% <laughs> jocked that idea from Rami. So I'm admitting to it now. So anyone who thinks that was my original idea, I totally stole it from him. And I don't think I even asked for permission. I just did nah, it. You
1: did text me. Did you I ask you? I was like, listen, man, like I appreciate this, but I'm not going to take credit for weekly playlists. For making a playlist. Like, yeah, I, was like, <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can trademark that one. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. Now. So. So. Sunday vibes. Um. So. Like. Will and I. have always been music heads. Like. We're always big music guys. Um. I mean. I always like to pride myself that like. When I was like ten years old, like I was handed a Rage Against the Machine CD, like a Eminem CD, a Marilyn Manson CD, and like an N.W.A. CD, All and like very the different. CD, and like told to. Go listen to this and come back to me. (laughs) Like Um, so I've always like had a really wide variety of music. I've always like really been I mean, I played the bass, I played the guitar, I played the drums. I didn't Um, know that. Yeah, and so I've always like really been involved in music, although I never considered myself really a musician. Um and so we both were like, ah, oh, let's, we gotta figure out some way to incorporate music into this brand. Cause I mean, the brand's really like just like shit we like doing, too. Right. And so, uh, so we, we divide, like, Will actually thought of it, the idea for Sunday vibes. He's like, let's just do like chill playlists Sunday, like music that like just you can vibe out to, like helps kind of set the tone for your Sunday. And so, uh, so we started just doing it and it's been, honestly, I was talking to Will about this the other day. I was like, Sunday vibes has been the most consistent thing in my life thus far. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, I, I can't say I've done something pretty much every week for 120 weeks or something. Like, yeah, that's, that's true. Yeah, that's and crazy. so, so like we, I mean, to explain it a little further, like every Sunday, there's a Sunday vibes playlist. Like occasionally, I'm too hungover and I forget to post it, or like I gotta go somewhere. But like for the most part, nah, every I, week
0: you probably miss like maybe two or three times that I can remember, and like a holiday maybe. if There's like yeah, a holiday yeah, you'll yeah. skip so it. it it's but it's probably like no listening then. It's it's pretty much it's like every week eight or nine. I say but it's, like, every it's every week. pretty much every, it's every week. week.
1: Yeah, and so I wish there was a way. Like Apple needs to figure out a way that, uh, to set a schedule it.
0: Ooh, like, that's a good idea. It, yeah. Or just post it on Instagram stories. I get so mad that I could do that on Spotify and I can't on Apple music. Yeah, no, that makes true, you true. mad. I, I think that. that's
1: like a Facebook, Microsoft, like, uh, I think Spotify is owned by like Microsoft or something. Like, I have no and idea. And then Facebook has a deal with Microsoft. I think it's like, it's political. I think why you can't do that. <laughs> There's but, a um, deeper conspiracy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I, I mean, altogether, I'm going to say on record Apple music needs to pick their shit up because I, I, since I started like, so we started just on Apple music and then we started doing the playlist on Spotify too, because I had a lot of people saying like, yo, like I listen to Spotify. We can't get these playlists. And so we started doing Spotify and I, so like, I'll just like, now I have a Spotify account, Spotify's so much doper. It's like, yeah. so, <laughs> Spotify is so cool. The
0: only thing I say is I can, and I don't know if it's just cause I always, I used it first is I can navigate Apple music better. I can, fi- yeah, I, I can find that. new music easier on, on apple music
1: i think we might be biased yeah because we just, that's like, what i have use been using yeah. it so much longer but i agree with that and there's there's like slightly more music on it, apple music
0: yeah there are some things that i'll find on apple music and i'll look it up on spotify and it's, it's not, not there, there. or yeah. something like that yeah that's true um,
1: but yeah so so those and then we were able to from there uh we kind of wanted to turn it into an event and so, so the Sunday vibes, like we've been doing, we were doing it once a month, it ended up being too much, too much. We changed it to like once every other month, um, doing like an experiential event at, uh, we partnered with Saxby's it's like, like a pretty decent sized coffee chain in Philadelphia. And, um, we go to a shop and like bring in local artists to kind of fit that Sunday vibe. And, um, we do like DJs and stuff too. And they play some music for a couple hours. We have like some merch available, um. So it's been cool to watch like it grow from just a playlist.
0: One thing I like that, like doing that, you do it in other ways also, but I feel like, and we were talking about it with the look book, how you said you made the look book and then someone was like, oh, I never thought about actually making a physical book, even though it's a book, Mm -hmm. but I feel like you definitely you Will obviously, but you guys try more to make things more in person than some people will just be like, you know, behind their phone or behind the computer doing whatever and it's all like online. But I feel like, you, and I think that makes sense from, I want to build a community standpoint to try and make more like physical events for things to go to and like different types of things. I feel like that's, you do that probably more than most people like starting a business, it seems like. Yeah,
1: yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think, I, I think people people buy like, especially when there's so much things available to purchase nowadays, like people really buy off of experiences, I believe. And so, so like I was even, I forget the dude who runs um, round two, he runs this shop called round two. It's his vintage store. And uh, he was really talking about like how he never wants to have an online store. Like all he wants is for people to be able to walk into this store and I think it's um Sean Weatherspoon or whatever the dude. Weatherspoon? Yeah, the dude the made the shoes Nike. Yeah, Weatherspoon. Yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah he, I'm pretty sure he's the one that runs around too. I could be wrong, but um, uh-huh. but yeah, so he was so he was talking about it, and he was like, yeah, like people walk into my store, they remember talking to us, they remember like. Uh, meeting with us and walking and how the store smelled and he's like even if like he's like he's like even if the store stinks and smells like <laughs> weed or something like people still remember like yeah like they'll tell their friend yeah i went to around 2 like it stunk the store smelled like weed and then like their friend goes to go see if the store smells like weed like it's and so like people really remember those things other than just going online clicking buy and then getting it sent to you a couple weeks later like and so that's why even in an age where a lot of people are saying don't do like brick and mortars and stuff. Like our ultimate goal is to open a brick and mortar store. Right. Um, and because that's where I feel like we need a community hub for like those places and experiences to live.
0: I feel like everything's just going to regress to that. You know, it's like everything's all online. Eventually everything's going to go back to brick and mortar. I feel like it's just going to cycle through probably.
1: No, I agree. I think it's just like everyone listening to vinyl or like everyone shooting film. Like it's, I, I think, it's everything kind of retracts back and goes in circles, like right. And so we're like people wearing like bootcut jeans. Ah, <laughs> like, like, uh, I hope that doesn't come back. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and so like everything, everything that was old, it, I think recycles.
0: Yeah, we start wearing like really baggy clothes again. That'd be sick.
1: Ah, uh, that'd be gross. <laughs> <laughs> Although I will say that I'm happy to see like like I, in like middle school, like I put on some foul tight jeans. Like that was a bad phase too. I don't Just, know if
0: I ever ever did that really i, I had some so.
1: like mad tight jeans
0: i don't know i got fat legs i got, I do too. I got really so fat eyes yeah so i think like no matter what i get they're always kind of like that probably so uh, that's true that's <laughs> what what i'm, I'm a big it. sweatpants guy yeah. <laughs> I get, like
1: sweatpants that can rock like in casual situations yeah
0: but you're not like short and stumpy like me at least i look like a big that's little fair. a little meatball <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. um all right so then um in an attempt i assume partially attempt to network and to try and like, you know, grow the brand, learn more, you started, you joined, or I don't even know how it works, but like you started doing stuff with rec Philly, right? So like ex- explain, explain that to me. Maybe I don't even totally get it. I'm sure nobody else listening gets it. So, um, how, how's that whole yeah? Thing so, working?
1: so rec Philly, uh, so how I got interested to, or like introduced to rec Philly, um, actually this guy, a uh, really good guy, Zach Pierce, he runs this brand called bump out, which is the speaker. And, uh, like, their whole thing is, like, it's got an expandable box. I should have brought it. It's a cool speaker. It's, I always say, like, he needs to make me a salesman because I love pitching the speaker. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's, like, an expandable sound box. And so it's, like, a compact speaker, but you can hit this button and it expands. And, like, that makes the sound way better. And so basically... Pretty cool. I, I got connected with him actually through Roby Birch. Really? Yeah, Roby Birch. Uh, the legend. Yeah, he, he was, like, <laughs> yo, this dude... Just sat it or he's like I just sat in on this investment meeting like with my dad and uh this dude was seemed like someone you'd be interested in meeting. Here's his email you should link with him. And it's honestly the coolest thing Roby's ever done for me. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and uh like by far. <laughs> but but, um, but yeah, yeah, so so he connected me with him and I like went to this dude's office and uh he, he, like, was interested in real estate, and this was just kind of, like, a passion project for him. But um, I was talking about the brand, and he'd put together, like, a lot of different businesses, and he was just saying, like, basically, if... he He's, like, if you're doing anything related to music, like, because I was talking about having, like... Uh, we were planning our first pop-up event, and we were having, like, three or four local artists and stuff. He's, like, if you're doing anything with music, like, you got to connect with these rec Philly dudes. And um, so I just went... They had this like networking mixer um at the this place called the William Street Commons which actually doesn't exist anymore i was pretty sick side note um it was a dope venue and like i went to finally have an event there and they emailed me they're like yo we lost our liquor license like 2 weeks ago damn we got to close down rest in peace yeah Weston free rest in peace william street commons but um <laughs> but yeah so we went to this place at the william street common And, uh, I just kind of sat down and like, they gave their whole like PowerPoint pitch and, um, basically how they describe it is uh, like a gym, gym membership for creatives. And, uh, which is like a cool concept. That's cool. Yeah. And so they, I mean, they basically felt that like they had thrown a bunch of shows and they come with a bunch of artists and like people had asked them to like manage them and stuff, but they basically felt that, uh, like they, they felt that people, just needed the tools to become an artist. Like they, they had the skill but just didn't have the business capabilities or in the background, or weren't able to connect to each other. And so they created this gym membership where I mean they have like talks about financial literacy within music and creating a like a pitch deck or uh, different digital marketing campaigns and stuff. Like a lot of the more business side that a lot of artists just don't know about. And so they have those talks, and then they also have like a creative co-working space um, called the Rec Room, and it's got like a visual lab, a uh, a visual lab, like two music studios, a little co-working space, like another private like conference office, um, and they in in North Philly, and they're actually going to be moving that in like September to Ninth and Market, right in Center City, in like a ten thousand square foot space. Damn. Which is really cool, like just to watch like the glow up because um, yeah, I, I like I've been a member for a while. I mean, they've I remember when I went to that meeting, they hadn't even on. Un- I think it was just like they had like the pilot program for their membership, um, and I was like a first like 100 member, so I think I'm like 70. But oh, really?
0: It's I thought it was like much more established than that. No, than you no, 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 oh, no, no, no.
1: Okay. Yeah, so like the uh, like the dudes running are like 28. I think like Will's like 28, and Will, Tom's, and Dave Silver, these two dudes who run it, like they started it. And yeah, so it's, they just got like this funding to get in this bigger space and, but they work with like, I, I mean, they work with a lot of bigger companies. Like Comcast hires them to do shit and, um, like Lyft hired them to do a show a couple of years ago. Um, but then they also like serve as a directory. So when we had an event, like we had our relaunch party and we needed a DJ, I just posted on, like, the Rec Philly event, or, like, opportunity board, and said, hey, we need a DJ, And like, a DJ saw, it was, like, yo, I'd love to do this, here's my mix, or if we needed a photographer, like, hey, like, hey, I'm a photographer, here's my work, like, I'd love to shoot for you, or, um, I mean, a lot of, like, rappers need producers, and, like, an engineer, things like that, so it's really been cool for like kind of like what well, like i said coming back and, and not really knowing anyone and trying to meet different people who are interested in the same thing uh rec philly's been really cool with that and i've been able to get a lot of a lot of cool opportunities through there and that's my rec philly sales pitch is every- <laughs> you're
0: gonna pitch everything except for opc you're gonna start yeah, pitching exactly, everything else. right else's <laughs> <businesses>. <laughs> Not that. i mean that goes right back to uh the whole networking thing you know it helps 100%. connect people like in the same community. I it's literally networking and community, which is all we talked about mm-hmm. so far pretty much. So yeah, kind of same thing Um, outside of the, like the tools and the space and like the actual physical part of it. Like, what do you think you've gotten the most out of it? Like most benefit, like what you've learned the most from, you know, like the, the people there, you know, your experience with it.
1: I think, I mean, I think definitely just the relationships I've been able to build it's funny like if you go to different like random events and stuff everyone in the room like yo how do you know each other oh through rec philly like like, uh just because i've met i mean like my homie matt just did this really cool the kill your ghost event like i met him through rec like just by being at the rec room and uh will the founder being like will tom's being like oh you do streetwear he does streetwear you guys should talk like (laughs) and uh Just and then, I mean, like, I got connected with these dudes I've been helping out with, uh, who do this thing called Global Village. And, uh, it's like their whole thing is it's the uh, only concert where the audience is the headliner. And so Hmm. it's, yeah, it's really cool. I'll show you the videos after this. Um, it's a cool thing. And, like, it's just like a big jam session, but it's also like a wellness, they're building up a wellness side to it as well. Okay. And I met those dudes through Rec Philly. Like, um, uh, I mean, just like, uh, Dude Carl Who I'm working on The Savoir Fair thing Which we'll talk about later I met him Through Rec Philly Like it's just Been instrumental In just building relationships
0: Yeah so And it's just like I also feel those kinds of things Again with network Everyone kind of has Their own goals But similar interests And I feel like It's a good It's a good place for support You know what I mean Like everyone's kind of Supporting each other Like oh like I know you through this Like I support you doing that You support me Like we all help each other out Kind of thing Which I think think a lot of people Mm -hmm. like I get like, you know, like I kind of get frustrated sometimes. It's just like in general, like you feel like you're doing things and you feel like there aren't people around you supporting you. And it's not even necessarily that they don't support you. It's just you're not around those people who like are on your same wavelength kind of thing. So I feel like that's a good way to get with all those people.
1: I mean, on that note, too, just like one thing I've learned through all this. I forget who else said it. Like some rapper said it, I think. Was like, don't expect your friends to fuck with your shit. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, and on, honestly,
0: <laughs> honestly, that was a big thing I had to get over when I started doing anything because I kind of, like, for example, all the the like apparel I had made, I kind of, I got probably more than I should have, and I kind of knew that, but partially I was like, I assumed, oh, like X number of people. You know, like, oh, like he'll buy something, she'll buy something, exactly. you know what I mean? Like, oh, they're my friend, like, they'll just buy just because they're my friend, they're nice, like, I, you know, whatever. And, then, like, that wasn't necessarily the case. Or you make videos and you're like, oh, like, well, I know, like, these people will watch it or they'll, like, post about it and, like, people don't. And it took me, it took me a little while to finally get over that. Like, just don't expect people to do it. And it's not even like a It doesn't mean it's they're not, not your dis. friend. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a yeah. diss. It's just, like, people are just in their own world and, like, you got to give them a reason, you know, no, some you're people, right. you know what
1: mm-hmm. I mean? I-, I almost think, like, it's almost easier to prove things to random people than it is to your friends. Yeah, I agree and with that. So, <laughs> and so that was that was one thing. I mean, I like I uh, we got a bunch of shit made. Like I remember, I was selling I was selling shirts out of like ATO, and I was like, oh, everyone at ATO can buy a <laughs> shirt. Like, and I think like like five ten people bought a shirt, and like I was yeah. happy with that. Like but it's in i'm like my immediate friends had not bought shirts and stuff after like a 2 months of be selling shirts and i was like yeah like what up like i thought we were friends <laughs> right <laughs> yeah and so it's like it's nothing personal you just can't expect yeah friends to immediately yeah it's hard cuz you shit. feel like you're
0: like putting yourself out there you're like oh well i know these th- like xyz like they'll do whatever and then you're like oh what the like what the hell like they not fuck with me like what exactly. like do they hate not like what i'm doing like yeah. yeah it took me a little while to get over that i feel like that also makes it's like when you do like, you guys are doing like the Sunday Vibes experience and other types of events, I feel like that makes it even harder. That's even an even bigger ask. You know, it's like asking people, you know, to go to things is an even bigger ask than just being like, oh, can you just spend 20 bucks or just like tweet mm-hmm. this or post this or, you know, just tell someone about it? It's like, I think that makes it is like when you're, especially when you're first starting out, doing the events thing is even like a harder task to take on because you're asking people to literally like go out of their way to go somewhere, which is like, it's, you would you would think you would think you'd rely on people that are super mm-hmm. close to you, and then it's like they won't even do
1: little things. It's you know you can't rely on them to do that kind of stuff. And we've thrown events where none of my friends showed up. <laughs> it's, it's, we we've thrown events where like tons of my friends have come and I was hyped, but we've yeah. also thrown events where like I thought my friends would come and they just didn't come. Right. Like, that was even like
0: <laughs> I forget. Was it your relaunch party that I went to? Yeah, yeah, like that one. Like there wasn't like too many Gettysburg people there. Like I thought, yeah, be a lot I thought more there was there. gonna be more too. Yeah, and just
1: like a lot of them didn't come. Like it's, yeah. and you gotta just not be upset about that. Like, yeah, it's-
0: <laughs> yeah. I used to get stewed. I used to get so butt hurt about like I was even doing like as much as you are, and I would just get so mad. Like why isn't this person like watching this? Mm-hmm. Why aren't they doing that? It's like you just gotta get over it. And the sooner you get over that, like the better. Like not everyone's gonna see the vision. Yeah. like or see what you're doing you know you got to kind of prove it to them. and
1: the then people. like another thing is just like i had to sit back and be like oh well like that person's they're my friend but they're not really my demographic
0: like, that's, that's, true that's not who that's, i'm
1: trying to sell to so, that's like, a very good point actually that they're not interested in what i'm offering them because it's not made for them yeah i actually
0: never thought about that but that, that's a good point too yeah <laughs> like if it was something they liked and you're their friend it's like okay but yeah like i'm doing fitness stuff but if someone doesn't give a shit about that like just because they're my friend doesn't mean they're gonna all of exactly. a sudden be a Like you'd head. like them to, right. but it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean <laughs> right. that's actually a good so. point. I never thought about that. Um all right, so let's go to and you said, you alluded to it earlier how you quit your full time job and you're now freelancing and uh, doing OPC. You're trying to do a few things at once,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, I'm doing a lot at once. So so I, I'm gonna take this like way back. So I, I like so so my grandfather is Like uh, Harvard business, Cornell law, like real by the book. He like grew up like old, like, like formal, like you get a job at a biggest company you can get. You work there all your life. Like Goldman Sachs and and work your way up to VP. Yeah, And so, so like, that's like what he had mapped out for me. (laughs) And then like on the flip side, my father, just like your t- cliche starving artist had all like I have like he, I mean he passed away about ten years ago, but I, I, my uncle's house he's like thankfully my uncle holds all that stuff but I have five hundred paintings I'm sitting on <laughs> like <laughs> like your dad made yeah that's sick. like five hundred paintings um if you come to my apartment like there's paintings all over the wall like I just, that's all
0: he did that's yeah
1: dope. well he so he would sculpt he um made food like that was art like he was big into trying to make like now it's like a kind of bougie thing you'll see it like in like rooftops in New York but like he's tried to start a business doing uh doing like almost I want to call it like a painting but with plants okay Um, like I don't know what his the the word for it is like but like a like uh, I don't know how to describe it but like he would like on walls and stuff like murals but out of hanging plants Okay, oh
0: yeah, yeah now yeah, I get yeah. what you're saying. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. So,
1: um, so like Yeah, those are in like
0: bougie New York. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Like you
1: see that like a WeWork right? Right, or yeah, something. Yeah. yeah, so those are like that he tried to do that. So he had always great ideas, but like not a businessman at all. No idea of how to run, take these things off the ground. Um, And so like I like to consider myself somewhere in the middle of both of those things. Um, So like, like I went to school for business or organizational management studies. Yeah, of whatever that minor, is. Whatever the hell that is. Um, and then like, but then I've also, I mean, I used to deny being like interested in the arts and stuff for a while because it was kind of forced on me. Like he used to make me paint and draw and I hated it. And, um, he would like turn off me playing PlayStation and be like, yo, draw something for an hour. Like I used to hate it, <laughs> but, but so I denied it for a while, but like I have kind of, as I've gotten older, tried to like get a little more interested in the more creative things that I like to do. And so, but then I also like to think that I have the business mind to kind of further accomplish these things. Like he used to always be like, yo, like you got to learn business so you can do this shit that I can't do. And (laughs) so, so I, so I I basically like, so I graduated fast forward. I graduated this past May and I was like, well, I do what everyone should do when they graduate, look for jobs. Um, and so I got a job at Comcast. Um, shout out Gladdy. Gladdy hooked me up (laughs) with that job. (laughs) And uh, and so so basically, I, I don't know. I, I worked there for six months, seven months, and I, I mean I made decent money doing it, and um, I just I've always wanted to like I just knew that that wasn't something I could do long term, um, but also I had the pressure of my grandfather being like, get it like oh Comcast that's a big company like yeah I <laughs> love probably love exactly that, yeah. so uh so so basically. excuse me. So basically I was, I had this kind of exit strategy. Like, um, my ultimate goal is to run OPC full time, but there's waves to that. And so, I I mean, the biggest thing is I had developed through working on OPC, I developed these skills. Like I could do some graphic design work. I could run social media campaigns. I knew a little bit about like paid advertisement and digital marketing, Um, I mean, I had like done a lot with photography. Like I used to casually do photography three years ago, but I had done it for fashion shoots. I had done it for landscape stuff, be put on photos. I had done, um, I I mean like even different, like smaller product shoots, like shooting coffee mugs or things like that. And so I had learned all these skills that I learned that a lot of other businesses struggle with. Um, and so I was like, ah, like I bet I could turn this into something that could make money. Uh, and then I think also just like my senior capstone I did on the gig economy, um, and about like freelancing and stuff. Fitting. Yeah, exactly. It was, it was one of those things that just kind of fit. And, uh, uh, so I learned a lot about like the freelance economy and how that worked and then, and about how much of a bad idea it is, <laughs> but <laughs> a lot of people it. still do it. Like, <laughs> and then, uh, so I, I kind of just, I don't know, I, I saved up a little bit of money, Ended up blowing most of the money at South by and then I just kinda like quit. I just quit. (laughs) And I remember even talking to you and being like, yeah, man, this might be a bad idea, but like I just can't do it. I felt like I was going like I was driving every day to go to prison for eight hours. I hated it. And so I quit my job, started doing freelance stuff, and it's been going well. Were you
0: hesitant to make that decision? Like how long did you weigh that decision?
1: Well, I mean I was, I was hesitant. I like, I saw, so I went into working at Comcast thinking I was gonna be there for three months. Really? That's it. Yeah. I, I was like, I'm in and out. I'm in, I'm in and out. I was like, this isn't for me. What's even the point? Uh, three months.
0: <laughs> yeah. It just was to like, get the money. Well,
1: it was to save it. Yeah. It was literally to save up money yeah. to be able to quit my job and like be able to pay bills. Yeah. Um, And then three months I was like, well, I can't quit my job. <laughs> so, yeah. And then six That's- months I was like, I still probably can't quit my job. But then I got into this train of like, I was, I'm bad at, I've always been bad at saving money. And I was like, if I keep doing this and be like, Oh, I got to save up X amount of money. Oh, I got to save up X amount of money. I'm, like, I'm never going to do this. And right. so I just like, I, I set a date. I set a date of March 20th. <laughs> it was I don't remember why I set that date, but I just like, I remember I tweeted it and like, <laughs> And like, and I, a cryptic like March I had coworkers like hitting me up. Yo, what's on March 20th? Like, I'd be like, it'll all make sense. Like, <laughs> I said that. I'm an asshole. I said that. <laughs> but, but um, and so, yeah, so like I, I said the date of March 20th and, um, and then I remember I was like work on South by and I was like, all right. So like March 20th, that's like a week after South by. So like, it won't look like I just like wanted to get paid time off at South by the off. Cause I'll have been home for a couple days. Like, and then, uh, I, I got back from South by and I was like, I, I can't be here anymore. And I just like the, the 19th, I quit <laughs> the 19th. I was like, I walked in and I was like, this is it. I'm done. I was like, I'm done. And they were really cool. I mean, they told me, like they enjoyed having me there, and if I wanted to go back, I'm more than welcome. And I've been it's been a couple months. I've been doing well.
0: Has anyone around you like told you that was a bad idea or kind of tried to dissuade you
1: from it? Like- uh, more people have told me it was a bad idea than a good idea. But <laughs> but I, I think well, I also have. I mean, like through rec and stuff, like I've developed a lot of friends who are doing their own thing. So like I gotta give a uh, shout out to my guy Big Dan. My homie Big Dan. He um I remember one day he sat me down and this was like when I actually pretty soon just started working at Comcast. He sat me down and told me this story like cuz he, he he like he was like, "Yo, like he you know, you got to he's like he's like quitting your job like it's something like he's like you just got to not get nervous. He's like, "Don't get nervous." He's like, "If you if you get nervous, that just means that you're like opening your mind up for weakness. He's like, yeah, it's going to be tough when you quit your job. I remember he was like, you got to listen to him tell it. It's way funnier. Like, but he's like, he's like, yo, you got to just jump off the cliff. And when you jump off that cliff, you're going to break your leg. And he's like, you're going to have to bandage up that leg. And then you're going to walk and there's going to be a bigger cliff. And then once you heal from falling off that cliff, there's going to be a panther. And you're going to get mauled by that panther. But you're going to have to get up. Are you ready to get like, up? It was h- hilarious. Yeah. And, and, but, it, but it really like stuck with me. It was And then... Um, then like my other friend Miyako, he released this, uh, an EP called no parachutes. And like the whole thing was about like, you just got to jump no parachutes. Like, and so I had that side, but then I also had like, I remember just hinting to my grandfather like two months before I quit being like, yo pop, like I'm thinking about quitting my job. Like, I think I could make more money just like doing my freelance stuff than I do at Comcast. And I remember he shut that down so fast. It was like 45 minutes of. Oh, well, that'd be just a dumb thing to do. Like, you don't want to do that. Like, even if you're making more money, like there's no career advancement. And yeah, like, and so, uh, I mean, like he, the one that really stuck with me was my friend, John George, who is the most like risk adverse guy I've ever met like he, he just I mean he had like a 4.0 in high school like 42 at Penn State Nerd. Like, yeah exactly like what a loser he, worked, <laughs> I, he he works at he works at like McKinsey like the finance or the consultant firm and um and I'm I was talking to him about it and he's like well it sounds like you really thought this out like you should do it and I was like, wow, John George said I should do it. Like, <laughs> he's been the one that's been talking me out of doing dumb shit since I was like 10 years old. And so I was like, oh, he said I should do it. Like, maybe I should do it. And then my mom was like, you have no kids. Like, do whatever the hell you want to do. Like, just make sure you can pay your bills. Like, you're fine. Like, right. And so so I had, a, I had a real mix of both sides, I'd say.
0: I think a lot of people who say like don't do it it's just cuz they're scared to themselves like they would never do it so they can't put themselves in someone else's shoes so they're just like oh like that's dumb don't do that like yeah, and they would I, never do it i that. think
1: a lot of things like I mean when people take risks and it, like it never makes sense on paper like, Yeah, it, it never, never does. like like i think i mean like i listened to the how i built this podcast and good podcast great podcast um and a lot of the people are like yeah like I was working here doing this great job and like I could have done that for the rest of my life and been totally financially stable and maybe worked my way up and had a successful life and have paid, provided for my kids and but I just wasn't happy doing that and so I wanted to do something else and now and it ended up paying out and now I'm a billionaire like not saying I am gonna be a billionaire off of selling t-shirts or something but like, <laughs> but like it, 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 it's just people, even though it didn't make sense at the time, they took that risk and ended up working
0: out. Yeah. And usually their story is like, yeah, I was sleeping on the floor of blah, blah, blah. Exactly. Like like it wasn't working out for a long time. Yeah. yeah,
1: You got to struggle sometimes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's definitely tough because most people are going to, most people, if you want to take a risk, it's a risk because it's something that most people don't do. So the advice that I think you would mostly get is don't do it. Exactly. So you kind of got to listen to yourself and not listen to other people, you know? So yeah. I feel like that's like a tough decision, but you've been doing it for like a few months now, and so far, yeah, not on no word we've been good. <laughs> so I said so far, so exactly.
1: Far. I'm not, I'm not jinxing uh, it. You're good. Yeah. So,
0: so like, I guess like your grandfather, you felt like your grandfather was holding you back. Like, like, was, do you think it was yourself holding you back? Like you being nervous about making the decision, or do you think it was somehow other people, like your grandfather, like his opinion of it that held you back, kind of in a way.
1: Um, I, I mean, I think like, so like, I, I think definitely like my grandfather is someone I respect a lot and like, he's been, I mean, like, like I said, my dad passed away when I was like 13. And so, uh, I mean, he was the one who like took me on college visits and took me to recruiting camps for basketball and like helped me prepare for interviews. Like I remember him sitting me down and teaching me how to shake someone's hand so like that's actually important it's very people, important. people
0: give you a dead fish handshake i'd like i can't even I look at no you no are yeah. beneath me exactly so like
1: <laughs> he's definitely someone i have a lot of respect for and like so his opinion does weigh heavy on me um but I, I mean i think and then there's also that combination of just like you being like all these people who've lived and done these like, cause I am a big, a person of like people who've been on this earth for longer than I have, have way more experience and know way more shit than I do for the most part. <laughs> and so like, maybe they know what they're talking about. Like, so, like <laughs> so maybe it's like, just, this is just me being naive and young. Like, um, but I, I think some things like, you just got to make your own mistakes. You got to go do. And if it doesn't work out, like. You go get it like if this doesn't work out like I go get another like I go bust some tables to pay rent right. That's, a, that's what
0: I always say like it, at at this point like I'm a little more removed from college than you are, but it's like I don't have that much to lose <laughs> if I lose all. Exactly, it's like whatever. Right? Yeah, I'm like, pretty much at the bottom at this yeah, point anyway. I have no so mouths to feed besides my own. Yeah, exactly. Like I
1: have no, like, I have no responsibility. I don't have a mortgage. Like <laughs>
0: yeah, once you're once you're you know mid third, once you're older, married, kids, and you have so many other responsibilities, and you got. It's a way bigger risk. Exactly. Way yeah. bigger. So, like, so now's the time to do it.
1: Worst comes to worst, like go bust some tables. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> make sure I can pay my bills. Like, yeah. So. That's all it is.
0: Just paying the bills. Enough to keep a roof over your head. And yeah. Eat. As long
1: that's as fine. you can pay rent, like everything else you can figure out.
0: <laughs> yeah. Except if you're paying rent in Manhattan, then
1: it's that's a li- true it's, a little tougher. I mean, it's the worst.
0: Yeah. And, and and we're sitting in a box right now.
1: I I always say like, I used to like. I applied for some jobs in New York, and like I, I was like, ah, oh, New York's dope. Like, I, cause I was always going to when Will lived here. Like, and I don't know, man. I'm just a cheap bastard. Like, it's, yeah, I, it's not good if you're cheap. Yeah, yeah, like I, I'm like a bottle of Hennessy's like sixty dollars like, uh, <laughs> here. Like, it's like twelve more dollars, and it's like I, I, it's just I, I can't do it. And it's, I mean, like most people I talk to pay like. Per person, like what my roommate and I pay combined. Yeah, like, it's crazy. And and also, I just love Philly, but it's but it's nice to come. I love to come to New York. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. I was walking down the street today, and I was like, "God, like there's like some like beautiful women in New York." <laughs> yeah,
0: and, and then there's a lot of trash, and it smells like poop, and there's a lot of construction. But yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> but like Philly's got that too.
0: <laughs> um, going off like the. Freelancing thing. Well, actually, let's rewind a little bit just because I didn't mention it. We should mention it. You talked about going to South by, right? Mm. So you did that with... Was that just OPC or with Rec or both? Like, what was your reason? Like, what was your experience? I actually want to go. I went to Austin once for a bachelor party. I thought it was sweet, and I want to go. To Austin's south a by. dope city. Austin's so sick. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I actually want to go back to Austin when it's not South by. Yeah. Just to see what the city's like.
0: Yeah, when it's not just like everyone all over the country. <laughs> exactly, because most
1: of the people like weren't who I spoke to weren't the only ones I talked to were like actually from Austin was like my Uber driver. <laughs> but um, I'm gonna say so so I. I actually I pitched so I was talking to Will Toms and I had pitched this like big so let me actually rewind a little bit. So they South by South by Southwest is basically set up is like companies and stuff will take over like a bar or a restaurant or something for uh for the week and have different like have basically different installations there. And so so like like capital one had a uh, took over a restaurant for a week and they brought in different uh they brought in different like music acts and stuff like i, I think t- t- no Tierwack performed at the doc martin's Tierwack is
0: sick and sick live love Tierwack awesome. love Tierwack live and she's from philly
1: right? and she's from philly yeah. uh yeah so like she i saw her at the doc martin's house um and, uh, side note, it was hilarious. Like, who, um, the dude, Zach, the DJ, he wrote his, so he had, like, a phone number on his shirt. And her DJ, you're saying? Her DJ, yeah. Man, his name's Zach.
0: He's, like, in on the act, I remember, kind of, like, she was, like, interacting with him a lot more than most
1: yeah, people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, so he, I thought it was cool. He, um, <laughs> he was, so he wrote his sh- number, or, like, a number on his shirt and uh actually a lot of the rec people have worked pretty closely with like the WAC and Zach. so one of the, the girl i was with scarlet um who does the membership there she was like she looked up his number because she has it like in her phone and she's like that's his real number <laughs> <laughs> and so, and, like, and so, like he's mike jones yeah so he had his like real number on his and people were just calling him and he was being like yo i called him, you know? like, he was answering the call hilarious like it's uh, so uh, they're that's they're bad, funny I mean, it's a good act but, um, but like I got a tangent there. So basically how it's said is like different companies take over these bars and stuff and they have different houses. And so uh, like uh, the guys, Will Toms, I think, and Will Toms and Dave Silver had gone down, I think it was like five or six years ago. And they had went and saw everything and they saw like there was a DC house. And DC, like they brought in different artists from DC and highlighted things from DC. And they thought it was a really dope thing. And there wasn't something like that for Philly. And so they brought down to so like the following year, they did one for, uh, for Philly. They started the Amplify Philly house and they, I think, I'm not sure if it was the first year, uh, but they brought, I think it was like, I think it might've been the first year they brought down Uzi. Uh, they brought down like, this was before they booked him for $500. Whoa. They booked Uzi for 500 bucks. Yeah. Oh my
0: God. Uh, you're going to get him for the like other 20 seconds or exactly, dollars. Exactly.
1: Yeah. He, he won't like go in, he won't walk down the street for $500. Now. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, they booked them for 500 bucks, like, and they had this this Philly show, and uh, so then now it's kind of like a bigger thing, they have more sponsors behind it, and uh, they do this whole Amplify Philly thing, like, they gave out cheesesteaks, like, Tony Luke's was a sponsor, and they would give out cheesesteaks for, like, a couple hours every day, uh, and so they basically, they were having, like, a little mixer area, um... For a couple hours, like before, actually, Jazzy Jeff was usually that, like, he headlines a couple years, and um, they were having like a little mixer thing before. And so, they asked me if I wanted to come down and bring the brand down and do like a small, like, little installation. And so, uh, I had well, I got ahead of myself, so I had pitched this whole, like, I had never been to South by, but I had this whole idea, which we're still going to do, possibly not at South by Southwest, so I'm not going to give too much of it away, but we had this whole event idea that I wanted to do, and uh, it was, like, two hours, and they were, like, I sat down with him. he's like, For yo, OPC? This is a- yeah, for OPC. I wanted to do it at the Amplify Philly house, and they were, like, yo, this event sounds really dope, but you've never been to Austin, Texas, or South by Southwest, so I don't really feel comfortable having you plan this whole event when you've never even been there. That makes sense. Yeah. And I was like, that makes a ton of sense. (laughs) And so he's like, why don't you just come down for a year, be a fan, hang out, help out as needed. And next year we'll talk about doing this event. And so I, I went down and then, they before, like, basically a couple weeks before they'd asked me, they're like, Hey, like, we're trying to do like these smaller installations. Would you want to bring the, the brand down? And like, we'd give you like three hours. There's gonna be like this open bar, and a couple hundred people are gonna cycle through this open bar. It'd be good exposure for the brand. So I was going, I jumped at the opportunity. And so we were able to bring the brand down for South by and uh, get to kind of share it with some people. It was cool. And overall, positive. It, it, so my complaint about South by as a whole Uh-oh. is. It's really corporate. Yeah, well,
0: it's like most of it's not even the music shit. It's all the business and Yeah, the tech yeah, yeah. But like
1: that's cool too. Because most of that, so it's like it's lectures and stuff during the day. And then like a lot of the acts are started like three to six and go through the night. Um, but it's like a lot of like talks and stuff, in which I'm into like lectures and talks and like learning about stuff. That's cool. But it just basically, since a lot of the sp- houses are sponsored by like Capital One and these big companies. Yeah, they're like big sponsors. They events, bring all like their events. senior execs down yeah, for the yeah, week yeah. and let them go hang out at South by and then like I don't know, just like I'm gonna pull my black card, but like as a black person, like it just felt like I was here as like a like an assist for these execs having their cultural experience for a week. Yeah. That, like I can see it, that. it just like like I'm at the same rap show yeah, as this yeah. black guy. <laughs> yeah. Like and so yeah. I didn't like a lot of it for that reason. I would have liked to go like... I mean, they've been doing that for like 30 years, I think. So I, w- I would like to go like even like 10 years ago, 20 years ago when it got less... It was less corporate and it was just really based on highlighting local acts. Yeah, when it wasn't so mainstream. Yeah, exactly, right? I'm going to sound <laughs> like a hipster. Like, but but yeah, so it, that's my only complaint. But it was really cool. I'd never been to Texas I got to see some of my favorite acts. I saw like Tierra Whack, which was really dope, which I said, um, like I said, I was a huge Rage Against the Machine guy. So I absolutely like fangirl, Tom Morello performed, the guitar player for Rage Against the Machine. Coolest hour of my life. It was, a, uh, I have a dope picture from that too. And so like, I was a huge Tom Morello guy. I was hyped to see that. And, um, Questlove DJ. I got to see a Questlove DJ set. Legend. Yeah, it was super dope. Uh, GJ Jazzy Jeff, another legend. Like, um, another thing I was really hype about. So, so like um since I was helping out and stuff, like I got to hang out in the green room like backstage for a while and um like humble brag. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so it, it was cool. And so I got to like um like talk with a lot of the the acts and stuff, like some of them I'd known, but like a talk with a lot of them, and I remember I was I was backstage when they were setting up for Uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff's rider like and so how sick was it and so so like it was honestly hilarious it was (laughs) so like on his rider he had uh, like it was like a like a tea kettle and like ginger tea and like and then like a bunch of fruit snacks like uh, like just the just water, Jane Smith's water. he Dude, had to have the just love water. just water. I haven't had just, just water. Just water. Nothing yeah. else. Just water. That's all you need. Another just water, another guys. ad. Another ad. Yeah, promoting everything <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So so then um, they were to run they were like freaking out. They're like, oh, we forgot a mug, and so brought me coming in clutch i was like oh well i just happen to have this well-branded opc mug and <laughs> well, so, you gave it to so i gave it to him, him and it was like the mug they used like for the uh like for the ginger tea and then i was Ooh. hyped dane jordan who's a rapper from philly is like his like his stage hype man and he posted like a little picture drinking out of the mug backstage Ooh. and like i was like oh my god <laughs> um, that's pretty sick yeah so it's basically just like if there's like a I'm going to put it like a 50% chance DJ Jazzy Jeff like roughly knows what OPC is, and that's good enough for me. (laughs) Um, But yes, I saw him. That was dope. The only thing I'm sick is I really wanted to see Virgil Abloh, who was DJing on Friday night, and I left Friday morning.
0: I missed him when I went to Camp Flognon in LA last fall. I missed him too. He was playing at the same time as somebody else, and I wanted to see the other person. I forget who it was, and I missed him. But I was kind of bummed, because I also think it's funny that like nobody thinks of him as a DJ, yeah. But then he just, he's at every festival DJing though, exactly, and somehow yeah. runs like these, the biggest, you know, fashion, you
1: know. Virgil, stuff. yeah. Like, I think, I think Virgil's just like one of the coolest figures that we have. Yeah. He's just so, because sick. he does everything. Like, he really does everything. Like, he, I mean, I've like, I've listened to like his Harvard lecture he did. Like, he, I, I mean, the man just like his, the way, because he was an architecture student, I'm pretty sure. And so, like, the way he looks at design in anything is cool because like i think like one of the things we can take away from this is i'm like re i can't stick to one thing like i like to dip my hands in a bunch of different shit and no one does that better than virgil abloh
0: yeah actually that's true
1: and so like yeah like he's djing he's designing ikea furniture like he's got this whole like high-end fashion line but then like his other stuff is like silk screen t-shirts like He's just like, and he probably does a bunch of other shit. Uh, I mean, like the the, was DJing too, but like his Beats One radio station. Like I think that's so dope that they gave him a Beats One radio station. He doesn't do it nearly as much as he should, but yeah. Um, but like he's too busy being the creative director of Louis Vuitton. Like, (laughs) uh, so I think it's it's super dope. I don't know how I got on my Virgil Abloh tangent. I also
0: I my favorite part about him, why I think he's such a legend, is because he could make. Anything he wants, he could do anything. Like just draw a stick figure, but if he puts a word in quotes, it's the coolest thing ever. Yeah, like that is that is like power to be like I can just put quotes on a random word and you'll love it, you'll buy it, you'll want it.
1: I will, <laughs> yeah, see, I think that that's powerful and dangerous. It gets but like it's crazy. Like because then you have like Kanye selling a t-shirt with holes in it for like three grand. But um, no. Nah, but I actually will say that I listened to. I'm not even going to attempt to try to explain it like he did but I listened to his explanation of that in that Harvard lecture of the whole thing behind the quotes and like at the, the name off white, I don't know if he's really good at bullshitting or like, <laughs> or like just like a real deep thinker, but I was in, I was like, Oh, this makes sense to me now. Like, cause I was kind of a skeptic of off white. Like, it's mad expensive. Like, some of the shit I don't really fuck with. Like, yeah. And so, but he explained that to me. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> I'll have to watch that. Thing. Yeah, yeah. I'll send it to you. Right. Um, and then, speaking
0: of him being a DJ, so part of your, you know, you trying to freelance is you've been trying to learn how to DJ also, right? Yeah. How, how's that been going?
1: Uh, so, so DJing, like, I, so this goes back to me just like being obsessed with music, um, as you know. And so I I used to, like... I've always been... I mean, I always send people music. Like, I develop these playlists. And um, I remember I used to want, like... I remember I found this old record player when I was younger. Like I was like really young and I thought you could like play CDs on it and like scratch on it. Like you couldn't do either of those things. And so I I always like, I wanted DJ hero and my parents were like, that's dumb. We're not buying you that. It's kind of dumb. It's it's so dumb. (laughs) And so I always like kind of wanted to DJ and, but I never really like took the time to do it or like bought the equipment. And so like my graduation gift to myself was like, I'm just going to buy like a, like a DJ controller and um so i really like i practiced for like a couple months and like i i really going back to what we before we got like started recording me just talking to you about just like not being afraid to just release things even if they're not perfect i made probably 10 to 15 like little 30 minute mixes and just like i was like oh this is trash i'm not really serious (laughs) like and then I would just send them to Will. Like, I would just send them to Will. And Will would be like, yo, Rami, like, this isn't bad. Like, you've been doing this for a yeah, month. Yeah, you're always your harshest critic. Yeah, usually. exactly. Yeah. He's like, yo, like, you've been doing this for a month. Like, I listen to this still. Like, and I was like, oh, absolutely not. Like, I, I'm not letting anyone hear that. Like Because I messed up at 2.32, you can hear the song skip for a second. Or yeah. like, oh, there's too much of a gap at the 15-minute mark. Like, And so, um." I kind of just like said, fuck it. And just Will was like, yo, like this one's good. Like you should really release this one. And so I released like three. And I thought that, and then I got self conscious about it. I didn't tell anyone about it. It was just like sitting on SoundCloud. Like I even, the Savory Sounds radio thing I developed was originally just because I didn't want anyone to say like my name attached to it. (laughs) Just in case. I just like wanted to be able to listen to it on SoundCloud, like when I was walking places, but like didn't want people to see my name attached to it. And so. Um, then I like sent it to some friends, none of them, like, I respect my friends enough to be like, if something's trash, like, I think they'll tell me it's trash. (laughs) And so like, they all like, I I got a positive reception. So I started just like kind of releasing mixes and like the savory sounds thing is something I want to kind of build on further, uh, down the road. But like, I started just DJing like on Instagram live. And that was like my second step. And like I remember being like so nervous to go on Instagram live. There's like three people watching my Instagram <laughs> live like max. Um and then I did I remember uh in October I did the relaunch party and like I was shitting myself. There's like <laughs> there's like 12 people there and I was like, oh my god, like and then but um and then so then like just since then i've i mean, kept like releasing mixes and uh i like a couple people like asked me to do some gigs and, and it's been a lot of fun like I, it's not something that i'm like oh i'm gonna get rich off djing but like i just like i like sharing music with people um i kind of like i'm interested in it from like the si- like almost like the scientific side to it like i really like i want to be able to do vinyl like I'm not there yet, but like I want to be able to like mix on vinyl, and um, it also just gave me an excuse to get vinyl because I always wanted vinyl. <laughs> yeah, so now you have a but yeah, yeah a built in reason. To yeah, it. and so like I I remember there's the Netflix show. It's a really bad show. It's called like The Get Down or something. I've heard of that. Uh, by yeah, your watch uh, uh, really bad show. <laughs> but like I also watched like both seasons of it. But <laughs> I've watched the whole thing yeah, 30 times. <laughs> yeah. Um. And they just like it's about like the hip hop movement in Queens and like, uh,
0: oh, so it's Nas's show, isn't it? I think so. Nas, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you're right, right, you're right, you're right. right, you're right, right, you're right, right. right.
1: Yeah, yeah, and so, uh, they were talking about like Grandmaster Flash and like the them hunting for records and like this dude being the only person in New York City who owned this record and like, like that just doesn't exist at all right now. Yeah. And so, um, that's also why, like, uh, it's kind of bring things full circle. Like, that's why I like buying local brands and releasing my own shirts and stuff because, like, you can see so many box logos walking down the street, but, like, there's 40 people max who have this one OPCT, like... it's yeah. <laughs> Or, like... And so it's, it's more, like... It's almost like we're in, like, a DIY customized era. Like, nothing's more customized than just something I made from my mind. Yeah. And so I, I like that in music too. And so like that real, like being able to like put the, the like they have like Sharpie at different points on the record so they can know exactly what second to go to. Like, I think that's just like scientifically like real cool. Yeah. And so it. I'd like to get to that level, but I've just been doing. I
0: also think it's one of those things most people don't know how to DJ. So I don't think, like how you were worried about, oh, people might not like it. like they, people, Most people might not even, they don't know what's good and what's not. It's, like they subconsciously know, But they can't, like, analyze it. Oh, like, you screwed this up. Like, they have no clue. I related
1: to, like, because back in my younger days, like, huge sneaker head. I used to be obsessed with sneakers. And I related to, like, I was that kid who had, like, the toothbrush and was scrubbing his shoes. (laughs) And so, like, that one scuff on your sneaker that I would just, like, every time I would look down, I would just, like, go straight to that one tiny scuff. But, like, no one else noticed that damn scuff on my sneaker. Like, it was, like, a centimeter long. But it would just sit there and bother me. Like, it's the same thing. With listening to like mixes and stuff, um, or even like making clothes, like I'll see one thing that I'll be like, oh, like I could have made this like slightly better. Yeah, after you little. do it, and
0: you're always like, oh, that would have been good if I thought of that before. Mm, yeah,
1: exactly. So, just getting used to that.
0: Yeah, you, and I don't know if it's the most recent, like whatever one you sent me, I forget. I don't know if it's the most recent one or not, or like what number it was or whatever. But I remember it was one. It was good, and two, I thought like I could, I could tell at least an improvement from, you know, like the last few you had done. So, like you had, you haven't been doing it that long, but it seems like you get better every time. That's why it's just like just do it and you know, you're naturally going to get better if you're trying.
1: Yeah, that's the one thing. I definitely think like even when I go back and listen I think I sent you the most recent one. And even when I go back and listen to it, I definitely can tell a difference like yeah. an improvement between each one which yeah. makes me want to go delete the old ones but like <laughs>
0: <laughs> no you got to leave those that's what makes it sound e- if you think exactly. that if you make that sound like the first one then it's like not as impressive mm-hmm, almost you're
1: right. you know it's a good way to look at
0: it yeah all right so what else? oh say it S- Savoie
1: <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: I, can't, I can i always screw S- it up ba, yeah, S- ba, ba, i don't know all right um explain savoir savoir faire. there you go, savoir, there you go. Faire. <laughs> yeah, savoir. Savoir. yeah i can't, I can't do it. that yeah. shit it's not a, it's not an italian accent not that i can do that yeah, either yeah. but i can't do that shit um, um so like explain that people might not know i feel like that's like you were talking about earlier some of your marketing like things like that yeah. stuff you want to improve on and i was talking about it with one of my <laughs> friends how like they will do things that people don't really get what they're doing. I feel like that's, you know, people will do things and it's like, Oh, that's cool. But like, if you're on the outside looking in, it's like, I don't know, like what actually is that? So lay it on me.
1: I've had people, first of all, like, because I'm like dabbling in a bunch of different things, they all kind of blend together for people who like, obviously aren't really like following every detail of what I do. Like, and so I've had people be like, Oh, like, Oh, that's Savoie Fair, like OPC events about to be crazy, or like oh the Savory Fair, like <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Like I'm so excited for that. Like it's be great. Um, but so so basically, uh, and this is your chance
0: to promote yourself. You've been promoting everyone else, like now you. Can, yeah, there we go. Want- so, <laughs>
1: so so we uh, so uh, my homie Carl, he's like an entertainment lawyer. Um, he works with a lot of musicians and producers and stuff. Uh, he he. Uh, like, so he was sitting down one day and we were talking and he, I got to credit him for like the, the real idea of the event. He was like, yo, like center city sips in Philly is basically this thing where it's a real cool thing. Cause I think a lot of other cities don't have anything like this on Wednesdays, like during the summer, like labor day to Memorial day or vice flip versa, that, uh, flip yeah. that Memorial day to labor day. Yeah. Uh, everyone like in the city comes out on Wednesday." and it's like a happy hour thing from like 5 to 7 or something and it's supposed to like the the reason it began was to basically like have businessmen and women be able to go grab a drink with a coworker after a long day of work and get like a cheap drink during the summer outside um because a lot of the places are outside. Well, there's some bars inside too, but uh and so it basically turned into, which I've been guilty of being a part of this too. Um, just like a bunch of really drunk frat kids, like go running around causing a yeah, mess.
0: Wasn't there a video of like two people fighting at Sips and some dude
1: like yeah, they were probably somebody to, like, and Delco <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a bunch of bad that. publicity, like all over the news, like people fighting. Um, which I've been like real close to lots, but it's been, like <laughs> really bad. Like it happens often. Yeah, it's um, so so it was just. It, it was like we thought this was a really cool event, va- and they've even tried to combat that by like raising the prices a little bit to try to get an older audience, and uh, and but it's really just like not tasteful. Like there's like a lot of curated events going on in Philly and stuff, but that's just not one of them. Like it's, just it's a place for everyone to go. and Everyone drink. just goes and yeah, drinks. Yeah, and there's not really anything like there's no ethos or like identity of it. It's, like just go drink here. Right. And so. We and then we also felt that there's just like a large group of people who, I mean, people of color, but also just people in different creative industries, like people, just doing like cooler things, like that. Just go to these things and like end up sitting in the corner, like this isn't really for me.
0: Just because that's the only, because that's the thing. So that's just goes, the thing to do. Yeah, and it's so, that or nothing. So.
1: exactly. So, so we developed this idea. where like, oh, like let's just create an event, like roughly. At around that same time, like we like to call it Sips adjacent, like an alternative <laughs> to Sips um, where those people can go and enjoy themselves and have like an elevated experience during the summer on Wednesdays. Um, and so like we, notice we say like Sips adjacent and like, cause we don't want Sips to come after us. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so we, so we developed the idea of Uh, we didn't have a name for it yet but we knew that this was a thing we talked to some people and some people were like yeah like that's a real thing that doesn't exist like this is a good idea and so we both are people that like we're ready to act on things like we're both people who are pretty good at doing what we say we're going to do and so we literally like we set a date and just went into like five or six different venues in the city and just talked to them about our idea and like we got pretty much positive feedback from everyone. We were shocked. <laughs> we were like, no one, like, because neither of us have really, like, we planned events, but nothing in this kind of that, space. That like, not yeah. like an event, like, not like anything related to nightlife or anything like that. And I think that's what kind of makes it better. But, um, so we so we just explained this event to these different, like, bar managers and, like, some of them were like, yeah, that's like, we're like, oh, what do you usually do for sips? And they're like, uh, we do sips. <laughs> like they're like, like we have a drink special and people come drink. Like I'm like, well, have you thought of like doing any type of like curated event around Sims They're like, nah, like we didn't think about it. Um, and so we we talked to a bunch of places and some people like some people were more interested in than, interested in it than others. Um, but we really settled on Spin. We talked to the Spin people. Um, which those who don't know Spin, it's like a ping pong bar in uh center city i think they have a couple locations in new york i think new york's actually the only place that i think that is two uh and then they're in like austin i think there's eight to 12 um nationally and then so it's a real cool spot they have like street art all over the walls like i'm a sucker for street art um and they really were like yeah like this is really cool um it was a void for them because it's like it's in the basement like it's under we work and so they really have problems getting people in there in the summers Um, and we kind of like to own that. Like we were really like, yo, like this will be like a challenge for us. Like, let's make the most lit summer party in a basement. (laughs) Not where you want to be. Exactly. So like we talked to them, they're like, yeah, like we'll roll out turf. This will be dope. Like they were really involved. Like they were the only ones, like the other ones were like, yeah, we can, you can do this here. Like, but they were the only ones that really seemed like invested in it and they wanted to kind of like help contribute and they were really involved. Like, and so we thought it was a good partnership. So we met up with them. And we met with them weekly, and uh, so so then we and we developed the idea of savoir faire, uh, which translates to uh, the ability to act or speak appropriately in social situations. Uh, and so we thought that that was a appropriate name, and then we kind of liked the like the elegant French name, and um, so then we we've been rolling with that. And, uh, we, I mean, we've, a lot of people have been on board. Like we've just been talking to sponsors. Like, uh, we have Moet Chandon on board, uh, like Peroni 1664, which like no one knows in the U S but like it's the number one beer in France. Like when I was in X and Provence for four months, like I made a living off 1664. (laughs) Uh, so we got like them involved and, um, then we wanted to get, so like we wanted because we wanted this to be catered to an older like I say older I'm 23 but (laughs) but like a like a more mature audience I'll say and like people were looking for more of an elevated experience and so we wanted to like WeWork is that and so we thought like WeWork's right above spin it just made sense and so we talked to the WeWork people um and actually like I I work out of WeWork right now so it was like a natural like I was able to easily get in contact with like the sponsorship at a sponsorship so we were able to get them involved um, and they actually gave us like our, their rooftop to do like, oh that's sick. Yeah. To do, we're going to take on the 17th. Like we have a, like a, we're doing like an invite only rooftop thing. And then also having the unveiling at spin of the actual, of like what it's going to look like in the offering. Um, and then that's going to run Wednesdays through the summer and we're bringing in a bunch of different local DJs. Um, so. So that's, that's been cool, and it's something I've never done before. And then WeWork also like w- was letting us do – because we really wanted to separate ourselves from like other just nightlife things. So we're actually doing a speaker series with WeWork as well where we're going to bring in a lot of different people who are members of the like creative industries in Philadelphia to come speak and, and talk about these different things that are going on. Um, so it was a real like kind of natural pairing –
0: it's kind of like you're saying how, you know, you don't necessarily have experience doing that kind of stuff, but sometimes I feel like that could be a good thing. Cause like, if you have experience with it, sometimes you get stuck in the ways of how everyone else has done it. Sometimes it's almost good to like, not know the right way to do things. 100%. Cause you might yeah. like stumble upon a better way that no one and else. And that's has something tried. they
1: say on the, how I built this podcast a lot. They're like, like, well, if you would go back and do this, would you do it again? And they'd be like, well, now I, I know what I know now. And I wouldn't have done it <laughs> then, like, <Yeah. laughs> because you're not like, you're not jaded with the uh, ideas of like having done these things and experienced these issues and stuff. So it, it's been cool. It's been another thing that I've like never done before. And, um, I'm really like, I think the room for growth in it is dope. And like, I think that there's like, we've lofty goals from it. Um, like we want to do a festival and, uh, I think it'd be a real cool like experience that doesn't exist in Philadelphia.
0: I'm in. I may have to come down then for it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I have to take off from work then. That's I what guess. I say. It's a Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But 17th is a Friday. Ooh, okay. I could do that. Um So we went through a lot of things. Do you ever think do you ever think about like you might be spreading yourself too thin? Because you kinda said it earlier, but you're kinda like I kind of feel like that too. Like I wanna I wanna do this, I wanna do that, I wanna do these things. Do you ever think having that kind of a
1: personality can never get to a point where it's like, all right, like now I'm juggling too many. No, things. I am spreading myself too thin a hundred percent. And, uh, I've even like, even as a basketball player, I used to say, I'm really average at a lot of things. Like, I was like I'm like, <laughs> like maybe if I just like sat there and just shot, like I would be a really good shooter. But instead, like I can shoot decent, I can dribble decent. I can go to the rack decent. Like, <laughs> but like none of them, I can do great. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, and so I, I think, I think that is a, an issue. Um, I think that because I d- want to do so many different things, I'm not able to devote myself and learn as much at once. But I also think now's a time for me to just try different things. Um, so like, I don't know, maybe when I'm 30, I'll be able to figure out what I really want to do and focus on that. But for now, I'm kind of just like stick my hand in a bunch of different pots. Like the one thing uh, like my grandfather when I told him I was quitting basketball, um, sophomore year, and he was like, "Like, why are you quitting basketball? Like, quitting basketballs? You've played basketball your entire life, and I mean, there's the whole situation with coaching and stuff, but like, um, I was also just talking about him other things I wanted to do, like I wanted to go abroad, and like I although I could have gone abroad and still played, um, I just didn't think that was fair to my team to miss half the year. Yeah, like um, but it, so he was like, honestly you're right, Rami, like, you're not, you're not going to go pro, he's like, and so this would be, give you a good opportunity to get a chance to learn about a bunch of different things, like, all you've done is basketball for 20 years, and so, yeah, try some things, join a fraternity, Uh, go abroad, like, get involved in some clubs, like, it's, <laughs> like, the fellowship program, like, run your business, like, I, I was able to do so many different things, and so I think I'm still kind of, Like, cause I'm, I mean, I guess five years out of basketball now. And so like, I'm still just figuring out other shit I like to do.
0: (laughs) What's actually funny is like, think about myself. I feel like I fall into the same boat. Like I didn't think, I didn't think about anything other than sports until I was 22. Like that's the only, even uh, like by that point I knew I wasn't going pro. Like, and I quit my senior year, Yeah, but like I never even thought, I never even thought about if I, if I liked anything else besides exactly. for like playing sports. And then once sports was over, it was like, I don't know what I like anymore. Cause I didn't even like sports that much by that point. Cause I was like, you know, sick yeah. of playing. It didn't uh, work out, whatever. And then I was like, well, I don't even know what I like. And then I feel like same thing. Like now you're trying to figure like trying to figure out like, oh, I should try this. I should try that. Like, you know, it's yeah, like, 100%. you never, I, you never go through that process when you're dedicated to something like that your whole yeah, life.
1: It was, I mean, it was any time that I wasn't working on basketball was a waste of time yeah <laughs> so i was like i should because that's also how i was like like m- my father though he's an artist he was also an athlete like he played football at university of south carolina and um so like i remember being 10 years old and running home from games when i didn't play well enough like or uh i remember like you know, just playing xbox in my room and my dad are coming in unplugging plugging the xbox and being like how many other kids are sitting here playing xbox and how many other kids are outside improving so like i was trained to any time i wasn't getting better at basketball like i was wasting my time yeah and so it was really a complete turnaround getting to like experience other things
0: right and also kind of on the same note i agree with you it's just like you kind of just should there's that you should just throw shit at the wall and just see what sticks exactly like that's my thing too like you don't know what's gonna work out and if you think about anything that like even big companies that were that are super successful now like they never the end result isn't what the what they started out as like Mm -hmm. facebook is an obvious example like facebook didn't start out the way it was and like but tried it you know you try something and you like learn as you go you pivot like try a million things you know what's gonna work something might kind of stick you do it and then oh but if i try it this way and pivot like you just gotta try things. It's just that's what it comes down to. Yeah, like,
1: like I think another example of that is, um, I think it was Slack. It's like one of those. But you know Slack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so Slack, like it's for those who don't know, it's like a, it's an app where you can communicate like within an organization. Like it's usually yeah, it's like a messaging for. platform yeah, for like exactly. work. Exactly. Um. So it. So it started actually as like a video game company. What? I didn't and know that. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure it was Slack. It was one of those I'm pretty i I think it was Slack. I'm gonna just stick it, to it. Yeah, it was Slack. Yeah, it's a good story. Anyway. And so it uh, Yeah, so it, it was and so they were this video game company and they're running this computer game and they would use they developed this Slack, like what is Slack now? They developed just to talk to each other within the business. And and then they and Then they turned that into the business. The game failed game was a miserable failure and but they had a lot of people like they were just talking about like somebody asked him, like yo how do you guys like communicate and stuff and he talked about this system that they developed to communicate and then like a lot of people were like hey can you get that system for our business and then that's like they're about to ipo for like a couple billion dollars or something i think yeah so it's you never know what you're gonna end up doing
0: yeah you know you might stumble into something that you never thought of yeah. but you won't get there unless you you know tried whatever you just felt try like you a bunch to of try. shit yeah all right, so we're going to... we, Dude, so what do you think we're at right now?
1: <laughs> it's been a while. We're at like an hour 30. More than that. Like almost an really? hour 45.
0: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I told you I can run my damn now. That's true. <laughs> I can too, though. but um, All right, so kind of like wrapping everything up. And I have a, feel, I have a feeling you're not going to have a concrete answer, which is fine. <laughs> but no but, that's, but this no, no, but that's fine. But like, because... It's meant to be that way. But like, what is, like, what do you think your ultimate goal is? Like, you're trying a bunch of different things. Like, you have OPC as your main focus, but then you're, you know, trying like the freelancing, the DJ, the savoir faire. Like, you have all these different things you're doing. I I probably missed, like, just in that (laughs) sentence, a bunch of things. But like, what do you think is your ultimate goal as of right now?
1: Yeah, I'm not going to give you a concrete answer. Uh, Let's see. I mean, this is something honestly like, I don't really think about a lot. I'm more like I'm really goal oriented. Like I really, but I'm focused on like short term goals. Like I have a to do list for today, and then like I have like a like where I'd like to be in a year. But like I never really say what my ultimate goal is. Um, so I'm gonna give like a really vague and like taboo answer, and just say I, I, I really like for a while, my goal was to like make as much money as possible. Like that's kind of how you race. like you want to just make as much money be able to provide, have a family, like, but I'm going to say like my ultimate goal is just to be fighting, obviously be financially stable and like, but just off of doing things that I enjoy doing. Like, and so I honestly like what I enjoy doing now could be something completely different than what I enjoyed doing five years from now. But like, I want to be able to be profitable and off of something that I enjoy doing. Like I can't, like it, it bothers me to death when like people say like, oh, well it's work. Like, oh, you like, you, it's work. You don't enjoy work. Like I, you spend most of your day at work. Like I can't spend most of my day doing something I hate doing. Um, and if that means I have to make less money to enjoy doing something I enjoy doing, I'm fine with that. But as long as I'm good, I can supply for myself. I can supply for those around me. Um, I mean, ultimately, like, I have ambitions to make more money. Like, I'm not, like, as long as, like, it's not like I'm satisfied just because my bills are paid. But just, like, that's my goal is to use, like, my creative ideas and things I enjoy doing to be good. I actually, like, the way I kind of put it is
0: like, how people live for the weekends, like, I hate that, I always say, like, that, like, scares me, like, being, like, oh, like, yeah, Monday through Friday just sucks, and I'll just live for my weekends, and then all that ends up being is, like, people just get, like, shit-faced, and then you just repeat it all over again, (laughs) exactly, it's, like, you know, I want to, I'd rather enjoy my Monday through Friday, and then go enjoy my Friday night through Sunday, like, why do I have to only enjoy, enjoy those two days, and then hate the other five, like,
1: yeah, that's and that gets into a whole like society thing that I won't go ran on, but, um, but yeah, no, nah, I I can't do it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exact. Yeah, that's exactly how I feel. Um, all right, should we do the music part? This could end up being a long conversation too. So how Rami? Was, I mean, you
1: said you were cool with three hours. Yeah, so <laughs> I did say
0: I said we could go three hours. I don't give a shit. Um, but so Rami was talking about how he sends music to a lot of people. That's pretty much. Since we got out of college, that's our relationship is just sending each other music <laughs> like, back and forth. Yo, that's sick. You see this? Yeah, dude, that's fire. I like that. What about this? Like, <laughs> just sending each other music back and forth. All right, so you and me talk about it a lot, but and I'm sure you you can give a million things, but give people who don't mm. dig as much as we do, like someone list could be anything. Um.
1: All right, so let's see. Let me let me open up my phone. Yeah. Uh. Let me see. So, I mean, the obvious ones is like. Like, have you listened to the Anderson? Uh, how do you like the Anderson Dude, Pack? album? the
0: new Anderson Pack album, the one before that, didn't like. I tried to like it, like the one he put out last year, didn't like. I didn't. I guess I say I didn't like. I was like neutral on it. I was like, I don't hate this. I don't love this as much as I loved Malibu, but then the most recent one is was, was it Ventura? Ventura. It Ventura. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. It's so good. The Smokey Robinson song, and then the one with uh, Andre Three Thousand. those two songs are so good but like the whole thing like i like i just like that soul like vibe that he has i I prefer that anderson Pack so much more and that's like what he did this one
1: so i mean how i like (laughs) so i was so that the oxnard album released on my birthday so i was like yo this is gonna be the greatest album ever like i'm gonna end up getting it tatted like at least my (laughs) birthday like this is me and I, i didn't like it at first i didn't like it at first but then, like, how I've coped in my head is I think it's a good album, but it's just not like true to Anderson Pack's sound. Like, it's a Dr. Dre album.
0: Yeah, I've like people talk about that. Like, yeah, it's think, not like Dr. a. Dre, this isn't a hot take. This is, this, is, this is probably just us. We listen to the Joe Budden podcast, and they pretty it's much exactly say that. We're weird, just like, yeah, <laughs> that becomes our opinions. So. Yeah,
1: that's, that's a fact. Uh, but, it's, yeah, but it's, yeah, it's a Dr. Dre album. Yeah, and so like you can you can definitely hear the strong. He kind of he kind of said that
0: it was like either Kimmel or Fallon or one of the... I think it was Fallon. He was like on and before Ventura came out, and he was saying how like oh yeah we're Dr. Dre, but we kind of butt heads. Like yeah. you guys want a soul album? It kind of seemed like. Yeah, like you guys want like what I want to put out uh-huh. kind of thing. So yeah, no,
1: nah, and so I mean I also think that that's why we got an album so soon after Oxnard. Yeah, is because that wasn't true to his like I think this is the album he wanted to release. Yeah, um, and I love it. Yeah. There's not a miss on it. <laughs> it's, it's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's But so good. Um, so that's and he's coming to Philly like May 20th or something. Is I'm he? Hype, yeah. You know what else? He's talking to New York Speaking of
0: like but, missing people, like how you want to see Virgil Abloh and you missed him or whatever. I missed the first time with the Camp Flogna, so that was three years ago. It was like 2017. I had to skip Anderson Pack, and I that ate me alive. Him and Action Bronson were playing at the same time, and Action is like one of my favorites. Most people would pick Anderson Pack, but I love Action well, Bronson. Let me say,
1: so I went to the Action Bronson show a couple months ago in Philly. What did you think of Action Bronson when you saw him?
0: I thought he was great, but I feel like he's gotten his show was ass. He's fun. gotten like grumpier. It was, you know what bad. I mean. Like I feel like. I don't know, when I went to see him huge. That's true, it was a couple he years He was ago. throwing yeah, it was like four years ago, three, four years three years ago, I guess. He's like throwing water around and like going nuts. Like I thought it was a good show, but I've seen clips of stuff lately and it seems like he just gets butthurt at like the littlest things. Yeah. And just kind of just stands there and he's also like hurt his knee. Maybe that has something to do with I it. Know. He, I don't know.
1: He said like, I'm a huge, like, fuck, that's delicious guy. Like
0: Great. I love the the Agent Aliens one where they would just get high and watch like yeah movies. yeah a lot that of people so hated funny. that show I love that show so yeah. funny
1: I just put it on at Gettysburg I'm like yo can you turn this shit off <laughs> but um but yeah I was a huge like fuck that's delicious guy and like they would show him on tour and like so Jared and I had been watching that a bunch and uh, when it became we saw he was coming to Philly we were like yo, we gotta go to this and we went and like I don't know if he was just like toured out but. His voice kept cracking, and like he looked like he like sprayed the water bottle just because like he felt like here's when I should spray the water yeah. bottle. Like, like, <laughs> no, he was really just going through the motions. But um, so I didn't like that show, and then also like I listened to way more Anderson Pack. So like I like Action Bronson, am just going to shows where you can't like like you don't know all the words. Like <laughs> yeah, it just is cool. But um, but yeah, so. We just like, I don't know. We had a long weekend when Anderson pack, because he, I mean, the good news of him having released two albums is he tours off both of albums. So yeah, he was in true. Philly like a couple months ago, and I had been so hyped about it. And then when it came time to go, like Jared didn't feel like going, like Will didn't feel like Dude, going. Dude, just go. And I was exactly, this is you get trapped in those things, and I was like, I just won't go either. No. And then, yeah, and so which I've gone to like plenty of concerts by myself. Like it's not like a thing where I'm like, oh, I have to go with someone. Yeah. Um, but I and I didn't go. And then I was so I was thrilled to see you released another album and he's coming. And I was like, I told Jared, I was like, yo, whether you come or not, I'm going. Yeah. Because like, yeah, go. I heard it's like a bucket list thing. Like you have yeah. to go see Anderson Yeah,
0: Pat. I would do. I, I was so mad I did that. Like I I don't regret it, but it was just. Like couldn't have been somebody else. That Just because like he's you know playing mean? the drums, yeah, and, he like, does everything. He's yeah. up,
1: like singing. Like it's. I'm a big fan of like artistry. Yeah, and, like that's artistry. He's and awesome. So I'm really hyped for that show. Um, um, but let's see. I uh, I got, okay. I got a couple. Um, do you know Sean Smith? Yeah, I think yeah. His what's the church song? Is that him
0: or is that someone else? Uh, no, that's Sam Crenshaw or something. I think it's someone else. No, oh, I don't yeah, know Sean Smith. Yeah, 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 don't know Sean. Sean
1: Smith from Southwest Philadelphia. Is bar for bar the greatest rapper of all time? Sean Quote Smith. Me. How, Quote do you,
0: me. how do you spell Sean? S H A W N.
1: Sean, Sean Smith. Smith. And it was funny because, um, so one of my friends in like middle school put me onto this guy called Lil Savage. <laughs> and, uh, not 21 Savage. No, Lil Savage. This Lil is way shit. before 21. More it's, Lil's. Yeah, it was Lil Savage. And, um, and it ended up being Sean Smith. And so, like, he just did this, like, he grew up and was like, this little savage shit's dumb. <laughs> and, uh, like, totally rebranded, just as his name, Sean Smith, and his album, it came out, like, two years ago. I think he's about to release a new album, but, um, Sink or Swim, Sean Smith, greatest album ever released.
0: Ooh, that's a bold statement. No, nah, it's, it's not the greatest album ever <laughs> I take it back, I take it no, back. No, <laughs> but
1: I do think that I truly believe that Sean Smith is, bar for bar, the greatest rapper of all time. Really? It's, if you like, like, it's like, you gotta listen to songs a couple times because the bars are just crazy. Oh, wait, crazy. Sink or Swim, you're saying his album, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't really
0: listen to this, but I remember like seeing it when it came out or something. Yeah, like, but okay, he just yeah, yeah. released
1: a song at the long ago, I forget what it's called, but he released a video for it and that was super dope. And I think he's going to have another album soon, um, which is awesome. And then, uh, another Philly person, uh, FH Snoop fh fh snoop so carl uh who i've worked on savoir fair with he uh does work with them like their management and stuff helped sign some of their deals or something and he played the song for me caribbean john yes
0: yeah, it on it the album says rhythm and vibes
1: yeah it it's great it's great <laughs> uh so that's another great song i honestly haven't listened to any of the other ones besides that but that's a great song what do you think about the schoolboy q album
0: I liked it a lot. I liked it better than his last album.
1: So I'm gonna say this: I've never really been the biggest Schoolboy Q guy. Like I've listened to a couple songs here and there. I've liked a lot of his features, but like I don't think I don't know if I've listened to a Schoolboy Q album all the way through before. Really? And I love his last album. Yeah, it's very good. My only complaint is if you're not gonna drop an album like three years, give me more than forty minutes worth of music.
0: But that's like the wave now. Everyone makes forty minutes. Yeah, but that's albums. whack.
1: I hate that wave. Nah, but that's. What but it his is. at least, I mean, his is fourteen songs.
0: I think the good thing about people doing that now is people actually listen to the whole album, whereas I think if it's longer, it leads to you skipping around to the well, three, I mean, three songs you like. I think you know that I mean? depends
1: on how far you're going back, because I think when people had CDs, I mean, they listened to the full album. I guess that's true, one. yeah. But, um, but no, I, in the streaming era here, right? Yeah. Uh, and I think that that does because I'll just put it on like I won't even know a lot of stuff I won't even know the names of songs just because it's 40 minutes I just let it rock but I thought it was
0: great the song Crash is my favorite that's by far my favorite yeah Yeah, that and okay uh, that brings up a hot take this is probably one of my hottest takes that I have like with hip hop be careful (laughs) if I was going to rank TDE artists like the black hippie guys the four of them yeah I would go Absol, Schoolboy, Kendrick, J-Rock. And J-Rock's last album, I probably, that'd be in my top three of the albums of all of them.
1: The J-Rock, J-Rock album J great. album is
0: great. Is great. Um, that's, a ve- that's a very That is wild a very hot take. take. Yeah. That is a very hot take. That's probably my hottest rap take I can have. And that Tyler, the Creator, is the greatest rapper of all, greatest gonna, musician. Gonna, musician. <laughs> greatest musician of all time.
1: We'll cut that Other one out that. That's not even, that's a fact. That's not that's even an opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Greatest musician of all time. ever,
0: ever. You'll see.
1: I'm gonna cut that one. You'll see. So, anyways, uh, <laughs> well, so then I guess, what's your favorite album out of that bunch?
0: My favorite album.
1: Mm, I feel like it's a Kendrick album.
0: You know, and honestly, you might be right because it might be. uh I don't know. I really like Section 80. Actually, that's yeah but yeah, I, I'm maybe, the only person maybe, who
1: didn't like good kid that city that much. Really? I was, I saying, thought it was good, but like, it was like probably my least favorite Kendrick album. Besides yeah. the untitled thing where it was like, yeah, that was like, yeah, people I like don't that. even consider that as out. Yeah. But it was,
0: um, yeah, actually, I guess you might be right. That's and, my and Kendrick, only thing. So yeah. I've had
1: like similar conversations, but then like I've thought about it and like my favorite album out of that bunch is still a Kendrick album. So I guess I gotta say Kendrick's my favorite. Album. Uh, my only
0: thing with, yeah, I guess. Okay. So, my favorite album is probably a Kendrick album. It is probably I didn't like Damn that much. I thought Damn was good, but that wasn't like one of my favorites. I probably would and to Butterfly I was very good, but I wouldn't say it's one that's, of my favorites. That's my favorite. Kendrick yeah, like album. I like Good Kid, M.A.D. City. I like Section Eighty. I don't know which my favorite would be, but um, I think my beef with Kendrick is that I think he's too into the fact that he's Kendrick. Like I think I think he's a very good artist and he tries too hard instead of letting things come naturally he's like i gotta be like super lyrical i feel like sometimes he does it more on like guest verse things guest verses i guess but i feel like he like tries too hard like kind of like what eminem does where Eminem's like i gotta rap really fast because i can rap really fast i feel like kendrick's like i'm super lyrical so i gotta like it's like just i think that's do your thing i feel like that's probably why i have that feeling but you are right that i would probably say kendrick i'm the
1: only i might be the only person on earth who thought i still will go to war over it Kendrick Lamar had the worst control verse. Really, I I think Jay Electronica had the best control verse. Yeah, but Jay
0: Electronica shouldn't count because he doesn't make music. So
1: <laughs> it's well. I so I I learned the other day like if you make one verse, all in of my favorite years. artists don't make music. What do you mean? It's a real problem. My you know who my favorite TDE artist is huh. Isaiah Rashad. Yeah, he hasn't made music in forever. He hasn't dropped an album since like 2016. Yeah. I think like in it was like early 2016. Yeah. Um and like I tried to like follow him on Instagram. He don't even like post an Instagram picture. Like, <laughs> give me something. Like I just need to know like he's good. Like <laughs> Um Yeah, so I like I've been begging for an Isaiah Rashad album. I'm going on 10 years of been asking for a J Electronic album. So is everyone else. Yeah, but like I've like been begging. Like <laughs> it's, it's it's been for a while, I would tweet at him once a week, like, please. <laughs> just never answered. Never answered. Yep. Uh, one of my tweets, I remember he favored it, and I was like, That's favor, pretty, like, that's for, like, pretty <laughs> sick. <laughs> yeah. I'm actually,
0: this is a very weird skill. I'm very good at getting famous people to interact with me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> Does that mean it's you just sick. say a bunch of shit to piss them off? Or no, like, <laughs> like, and I don't
0: even, it's not even like I try a million times. I just, like, always, I don't know what it is. I can't explain it. But, like, my number <laughs> one, like, the biggest accomplishment of someone i got to react to me was sean paul That's i got funny <laughs> i got sean and like i was tweeting back and forth with him for like two weeks straight and then i think he realized he felt like i was trolling him and stopped answering <laughs> but i was just like sean paul's the goat like blah, blah, blah and we're just like do that and he'd be like he's like he'd be like rr which he always says it's like real recognize real yeah. and he'd be like he'd like shouts out this guy rr and i got so hyped and then i just started tweeting at him like I was like going to the gym about to get hyped and just a picture of a playlist of 20 Sean Paul songs in a row and he would just be like let's go RRR and just like he did that for like two weeks. That was my biggest accomplishment because I love Sean Paul. <laughs> for, like, m-
1: for me that was Talib Kweli. That's actually kind I, um, of probably cooler. I used to just like because I just like me once again being the old head rap fan that I am I would just rant about how Talib Kweli was like one of the most underrated rappers of all time. I
0: actually kind of agree with that to be honest. I a thousand
1: percent agree with that. No one talks about Talib Kweli anymore. But, um, because, so then, like, Talib Kweli's also that person who just, like, rants about people on Instagram all the time. Like, he's real petty on, or on Twitter. Um, and, like, he just, like, like, he always is arguing back and forth with, like, people who troll him. So, like, he used to, like, whenever I would gas him up on Twitter, he would always, like, retweet him. Be like, yo, I love this dude. Like, like, he followed me back, like, first tweet. I was like, this, Um. Get
0: get By by Talib Kweli is one of my favorite songs, actually. That's one of my favorite songs of all time. it's amazing.
1: Um but
0: i love anything with like the chorus like I,
1: go go feeling yeah. <laughs> I said i wasn't gonna rap but i didn't say i wouldn't sing. <laughs> <laughs> that's true actually you did <laughs> yeah, that's true loophole um all
0: right you think that's enough yeah that was more than enough
1: guess, yeah all
0: right so wrapping it up um plug everything that you got going on where to find it like where's opc where do I find savoir faire? Where do I find everything you're doing?
1: Um, all right, let's see. It's me, list. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. So uh, we'll start with OnlyPositives, onlypositivesco.com, uh, at OnlyPositivesCo. Um, it's all pretty easily. Sorry, my phone's blowing up. So I turned it back on. <laughs> uh, so at OnlyPositivesCo.com, uh, at OnlyPositivesCo on all social media, Twitter, Instagram. Um, I think you can Facebook, we have a Facebook page, we don't use it a whole lot, but um and then uh also look out we're gonna have some events coming up. Um and then Savoir Fair on Instagram is PHL Savoir Fair uh S A V O I R F A I R E. Uh and then the there's a link in the bio to RSVP for the events coming up for that. Um my mixes can be found on Savory Sounds, uh at Savory Sounds Radio on soundcloud and on instagram um website com. uh look, a lot of my photography and stuff's on there and there's links to all this other shit on there too um i i think that's it
0: do you have you can get most of that you can get through like the link in your instagram bio probably yeah so i got like one of those link tree john set up so you can just go
1: and like i think all pretty much all that's in
0: there yeah so what's your person like Uh, oh i didn't say that one yeah Yeah. so
1: it's at rami underscore is underscore real and that's rami r-a-h-m-i um
0: all right that was my longest recorded conversation ever not that i've had too many at this point (laughs) my fifth but all right thank you um everyone go check out like only positives co savory sounds everything he's doing uh I rock it all the time. I always buy all the shit. I'm wearing it right now, just so he uh, OG me a supporter. More. Yeah, it, yeah, that's true. I've been for a while. Um, all right, thanks.